0: Welcome to The Broken Arrow, a traditional bow hunting podcast brought to you by Addictive Archery with your hosts, Schaefer Magnet and Chris Seacole. You want to say hi? Come on. That's Bob. He's in Iowa. That's Crosby. Say hi.
1: Hi. Hi.
0: You know my longbow that I just got, like maybe a couple months ago? Mm -hmm. He made it. Oh, cool. Isn't that neat? Mm -hmm. Yeah, tell him it's nice. Hello? Hello? Uh, There's Colton. Hello? Colton? All right, say goodbye.
2: Bye. Goodbye, Crosby. All
0: right. (laughs) Did did, did
3: Colton have any idea this phone call was coming?
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Bob told me. Okay, that's
3: that's better than we thought. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Colton, you ready to be on a podcast, or is this like two last minute? No, I
2: can do that.
3: All right. See, we'll have to keep Colton in mind for those last minute podcasts. <sighs>
0: Just call him.
3: Yeah. This, or
0: Travis. This is yeah, a, uh, this, is a one. this is a major event in the Broken Arrow history right now. This is episode fifty.
2: <laughs> the big
1: five of it.
0: This is it. Milestone. And we... I'm th- as,
1: old as Christmas.
0: What? What about Christmas? What? I'm, what? Not, I'm not 50.
3: Chris is what? getting what? close to 50. 50.
0: Not 50. Close. But we've been talking about this for a bit and preparing for it and the anticipation's been building, right, Bob? Yeah.
3: Yep. This is the <laughs> uh, second episode of... Uh, i trying to remember... Was it the BBC? Yeah. Bob's bow Building Corner.
0: There it is. Yeah. I was
3: trying to remember what it actually stood for. (laughs) It's the podcaster. (laughs) Uh, Are you recording right now, Chris?
1: Hold on a minute. Are we recording? I um... am. I don't know. I don't know if this is on it or not. I didn't hear the intro yet, so I hope not.
0: I just, I just got, I just, I just got a text message from my wife, so I'm going to stay down here and make sure the door's closed. Wally just threw up in our bed and it went all the way through to the mattress protector, so that's three loads of laundry. <laughs> Shit. Oh. So, boys, we're going to have to stay on this for about three hours, all right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my dog. Oh, he's places. yeah, yeah, what are you going to do? So, oh, man. What's going on, fellas?
1: It's another day. It's another day. The bow building. It's in bow building and uh Yeah, that was about it today.
0: <laughs> it's not a bad day. Colden, you're Did in,
2: you're in, surprise. You're in West
0: hunting. you're in West Virginia, right?
2: Yeah.
0: And you're hunting today, right?
2: Yeah. How'd that go? Uh very uneventful. I didn't see a single thing this morning or this evening.
3: I told myself I was going to go through Colton's Instagram page just to remind me of all the stuff he shot this year.
0: (laughs) Was was it a major year like normal, or was it uh, a a less than average year for you?
2: It was was a pretty good year. A few bears. Uh, I didn't kill an elk this year. A handful of deer and uh, a few turkeys.
3: You did. Do, get I, do I see an antelope, too, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Antelope. See, that's how many animals he shoots. He forgets. He <laughs> like. all about it. it. It'd be one thing if he didn't forget a species, and he forgot, like, any doe. But he just completely skipped over a species.
0: <laughs> and you, you got a... Was it a flitlock or percussion muzzleloader deer? Oh, uh,
2: Percussion. Awesome.
0: Yep. Yeah,
2: that's Is, a lot of fun.
3: That that is uh, Chris's alley. Schaefer, you say something? As far as knowledge,
2: um, I yeah, I'm bringing Bob. I, I, I was casting my bullets this morning, or this this year. I've always oh, yeah. casted you know pistol and like lever action rifle bullets, but I've never casted muzzler bullets before. And I had a, a 250 grain Lee called a real bullet mold, and I had some pure lead and I casted those, and it was pretty cool, killing a deer with them.
3: 250 grains? That's a freaking massive piece of lead going downrange.
1: Yeah.
0: I did get a... Uh, how to, how
1: long, What's that? It, how fast does those go, Colton?
2: I don't know. I've never chronoed them. I, I don't know. I'd guess 16, 17, 1800, 1800 feet per second, something
3: like that. So a couple feet faster than your bow.
0: Just
2: That's a couple feet. I
0: guess. What are you using for a furnace? Or are you just doing them in a fire?
2: Uh, no, I got a Lee, uh, just furnace. I got a 10 pound pot and a 20 pound pot. Okay. I just kind of designated my 10 pound pot for pure lead now.
0: When, uh, when all the crap hit, I don't know if it was when Biden got elected or what, but like you couldn't get stuff for the longest time. And, uh, I couldn't find 36 calibers for my Navy revolver. So I bought a, uh, a mold and I just haven't bought yeah. a, I haven't bought a furnace yet. And I want to buy a mold cause I, I do, uh, a 495 i think i use 495 um for my 50 caliber it's either 490 or 495 so i want to get one of those molds well. too yeah ni- i mean
2: you probably got different ones but yeah i always shot the 490
0: i shoot the well, i shoot round ball uh with a patch yeah um but yeah i wanted to get into that that that's something i'd like to start doing and i need to get a furnace
2: <laughs> it's a lot of fun my buddy august he shot a, a lot of a lot of animals with a I never really liked the round balls. They always hit a rib and go on an adventure. They do. But, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> they... August, he shot a lot with a flinter in Wyoming antelope a deer, and deer, and he said he uh, cast them out of wheel weights because you don't need that, that bullet to lands connection like you do with a conical bullet. Right. So you can cast them out of a little bit harder alloy, and it keeps them from deforming as much, and you get more straight line penetration. So keep that in mind if you can, you know, go ask a uh, like a wheel. Like a tire shop or something. If you yeah. Get some wheel weights.
0: I they did got a little bit of antimony and tin in them. I did get a a ton of lead from my dad recently. My uh, my grandfather used to cast bullets, and I mean, I must have got a thousand rounds of something. I don't know if the, I think they're forty five caliber, but uh, and then I got a couple of like angots, like the blocks that, you know. Yeah. So I got a bunch of those. So so I got a good amount of lead to work with. I just need to start doing it, and I think it's pure because it's. Yeah. It's pretty damn old, you know, so I, I bet it's pretty good.
2: If you can, if you can take your thumbnail and indent and it pretty good. It's, oh, yeah.
0: It's I yeah. would lick it. Yeah, the, lick, the little, lick test. And the, yeah. and the best thing is to do, Schaefer, yeah. if you're not aware of this, when you're running a furnace, it's best to do it indoors with little ventilation.
2: Oh, good. It's yeah, like spray paint. Tell, just the smell, just waft it. Yeah. Just get, it, that, get that lead and just... You, it like, it and you can smell whether it has tin or anemone in
0: it. Yeah, tr- treat it like a, like a netty pot.
3: <laughs> think it, think yeah. like. If you throw up, I'm assuming it's not lead. <laughs>
0: oh, this went downhill fast.
2: <laughs> it's right out the gate. I got
0: yeah. a t- I got a text from Bob about an hour ago that said, I'm pre-gaming, I'm almost ready.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, I pre-gamed a little bit. Knocked the nerves off.
0: I've I've seriously been looking forward to this all day because it's, it's like it's like it, it it it's as much fun as you can have in front of a computer like compared to like sitting around a fire with a bunch of people and I was really looking forward to this one today because I knew we're
3: I was very concerned where that was going for a moment.
0: <laughs> well, what I'm getting as it's it, it's it's like a uh, it's like it's like an etar or a, a, a sitting around a hunt, you know? Yeah, especially with you two. <laughs>
3: I don't know what you're talking about. I've never had a quality conversation with Bob before. It's just three hours of uh, <laughs> laughing.
1: Either one of us, probably.
3: Yeah. yeah. The, the we, only person I've like ever Colton timed someone... out a Skype call with was Colton. Is, <laughs> what
2: is that? Four hours?
3: Yeah, I guess. Freaking, it just all suddenly just it was gone.
1: Just timed out. <laughs> I think you beat my record. I had a bunch like under four. And then I think he told me that you guys time went out at four, so you you got the crown now.
3: Yeah, the, the first like hour and a half was the podcast. The rest was just like Ramblin'. casual oh. conversation.
1: Oh, yo, yeah, oh, never mind. I still got the crown.
0: Yeah,
3: Chris is over here making arrows, distracted.
1: It is
2: very distracting. Just hand painting so. some camo, dude. I saw those on your Instagram. That is
0: amazing. Thanks, man. I had a good time doing them.
2: It looked good, yeah. B- That's b- cool as shit. Thank you. Bob My already
0: yelled at me because he knows I'm going to shoot him real like real close and smash him all up.
3: My dad told me he was going to buy a wrap with the same camo and send you a video of how quick it is. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'll, 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 I'll tell you what, man. Surprisingly, I was able to paint these a lot quicker than I expected. It, it went it went pretty quick, and I don't know if it was the paint I used or what or that I was just having a bunch of fun, but it did go pretty – not super quick, but I think I got all of them – I got all of them painted in probably, like, three hours. What? Yeah, just, just the camo. I mean, like, like just, just sitting and painting the camo. Because I use testers to paint it, and it dries quick. So I'll paint, like, the camo, and then let it sit for 20 minutes, and it's ready for the next color. So I did that. And I, I think just the camo part, like, obviously, after I did the crown, like, I was, I was painting on the crown. But, like, just the painting of the camo, it took me probably about two two to three hours. Somewhere How there. I
1: take off? I take it all back.
0: But I got I got a good idea for the next batch. I'm really excited about those. I'm pretty sure if I had done that, do that. Y- you could yeah, have seen which one I started on.
2: Bow. What's that? What? what is it? I was saying that Bob will uh, have to offer that now. He'll just have a green glass bow and hand paint the camo
0: on it. I can do that. Yeah. We can work something out. You Just send it Send it over to me. I'll, I'll hand paint the camo for you. <laughs> yeah. Except I don't want to do Sika because that looks really really like a, a lot of work i mean
3: the, no you, you have to do digital
0: no i was <laughs> out of the two kuyu patterns or three kuyu patterns the one i chose was the i think it's the VS or Vias or whatever and that's like the easiest the other ones are like all kinds of craziness going on
1: yeah they got some digital going
0: or what yeah it's weird but i don't know i like the way they turned out they look pretty cool i could probably do asap asap would be
3: a good one to do yeah I think my patience would be able to do ASAT.
0: <laughs> I'm trying. To, I'm trying to think of like what I can do next. That's not like camo. Because I mean, I think plaid. Ch- Chad paints camo. Joel well, Chad paints. Ch- did you guys ever see Chad's plaid ones? He did. No, I've seen his camo ones.
3: He did the Fred Bear camo. He painted.
0: Yeah. He painted plaid. Our plaid arrows to match um, one of Dave's plaid bows and yes. uh, wow did they look cool I don't know how long that took oh, really... and they were like um, you know th- thick lines thin lines and straight as all all get up so you
1: better go for
0: it nah pla- I'm gonna do something different I gotta figure something else out huh I don't
1: know
3: I just I do the same pattern every time and just change the colors it works beautifully and I it still hurts when they break
0: yeah <laughs> It works. Don't change
1: it. Some of us just shot the same, just same everything forever. I think Colton just shot white and white for fifteen years. Yeah,
0: Colton, you shoot you shoot carbons, right? Yeah. Cr-
3: pop, Chris yeah, hasn't even that. been shooting traditional that long. That's the thing.
0: He, he's he, <laughs> he's the noob. What? Yeah. Um, moving <laughs> on. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bob, didn't you get a set of woods? Didn't Gary get you woodies or something?
1: Oh yeah, I've made woods before in the past and whatnot. I've killed a couple deer with woods that I've made. That's Can you cool. get the full draw? Uh, yeah, no. All right. It just depends how far I want to pull that thing back just on a given day, really. Somewhere between 29 and 36, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That, that's a,
3: that's an ish if I've ever heard it. Should, yeah.
0: should, should we throw some organization into this podcast, Bob? Why, why don't you give us a, a rundown since we haven't had a a B B C C. Bob's Bo-building boat building corner. corner. Why don't you give us an update? What's new? What's new at uh, Big Stick Archery? Uh
1: not a whole lot new, I guess since january still just in a new shop got a little uh uh dust collection upgrades and some air filtration in there so it's pretty swanky now got a humidifier in there look out uh,
3: humidifier or dehumidifier
1: a humidifier
0: nice yeah. for this time
1: of year dust collection, because it gets like staticky so if the air has got some moisture in it it's not as staticky otherwise like your dust collection lines get like real dry and, you can get fires thank like, Going up the hose, like it'll like just like go outside and like you'll just watch it like cling to the hose like all the way back.
0: Uh, um, so, any anything new coming out
1: yet? Uh, not that not that I could. No, not like I've done. Any of that. <laughs> I'm it, I'm kicking around some stuff, but I don't have anything. Anything in
0: the works? I mean, like
1: A- anything in in the works or been worked on or really anything to discuss?
0: Okay, noted. <laughs> noted. Uh,
1: I do got some ideas though that I want to work on this winter, so I hope starting it's a... to kick that around and finishing up number nine and ten for the month. So that'd nice. be the big draw there. How... Hit double digits in a month ever.
0: So, do you know? Do you know how many for the year?
1: Uh, I want to say it's sixty-ish. I'd have to look because
0: you've been cranking them out, man.
1: Yeah, way more, way more. So
3: I was about to say sixty is pretty a pretty good, good number.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm cool with it. Like I said, this is the first time okay. I've hit in a month so awesome that's cool it's usually I
2: tell you like, how serious he's taking it oh, go ahead. oh no i no,
1: usually i'm like somewhere between zero and eight <laughs> uh but we're hitting 10 this month so that's
2: good go ahead colton tell him how serious i am <laughs> yeah, well, i invited him to west virginia to hunt for well i think it was like 10 days or something like that and he said no um i'm gonna hit a record a uh, record month this month he didn't even come
0: hunting with me. Goal achieved, though. Wow. Yeah. He hit it.
1: I'm just setting him up and knocking him down over here.
0: What's uh? Did, did you guys uh? Colton, did you see the boat? My uh my hitman.
2: Uh, I don't think
0: so. Did did you did you hear its name? Huh. I don't even
3: know if I, don't I know even
1: its, it's name. Honestly, neither
0: do I. Hang on, I'm gonna go find out. I'll be back. <laughs>
2: It's a good one.
1: I I don't even remember. I'm sure I posted it. I don't remember what it looks
2: like. (laughs) You're building too many bows. I was
3: about to say, is this
1: as...
3: I was going to ask if this is as worthless of a week in the bow building world as it is in any other job. Between Christmas and New Year's, it's just worthless. shouldn't even be working.
2: No, I've got to go. Every time I I call Bob anymore, he's got to turn machinery off. Yeah.
3: He's, He's been after it.
1: Yeah, it's a little different.
3: Still liking but. the new shop. Oh yeah,
1: it's way nicer than the old one. The, the okay. shed. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Did you remember it, Bob, or no? No, no. It's it's brandy love.
1: All I can remember is like, working on it. Right now. Yes. Yes. It's What?
0: It's brandy love.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> was,
0: was she was she one of America Trump's
1: favorite
2: mother?
0: Yes. I believe
2: she's a West Virginia girl. There was a picture of like a, a it was uh her sitting in the cafeteria at WVU. One of her kids was going to school up there. Dang.
0: I, I had to Google her when 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 I I think you it showed up. Oh, I, yeah, because I, I got I got to pick. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it was you you had dealer's choice on everything there.
1: Yeah. So, so Not I price
0: so I had to Google it and I thought Oh, her, her real name's Tracy Lynn Livermore, known professionally as Brandy Love, is an American... It's just pornographic, but I, th- I would say she's an actress, an artist.
2: <laughs> and that's the, that's the second most fun he's had in front of a laptop this month. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's a phone. It's a phone. The, the, you guys are on the laptop, so let's not go there. <laughs>
3: oh, this has gone yeah. real fast. So
0: anyway, Brandy's a sweet thing, and she shoots groups like you wouldn't believe. I'm really happy, and I think that's going to be my go-to bow for next season.
1: It's in there breaking arrows like usual.
0: Oh, yeah. Hence the podcast. Just
1: shoot at a different spot, man. Do something. What? You got to shoot at a different spot or shoot like I less I do. Arrows. I shoot at
0: lots of different spots, but I only shoot three arrows at a clip.
1: I don't know. I feel like they're always just tight.
0: What's wrong with that? Are I'll you jealous?
1: Like colored pencils just rubber band together in there just all the time, just clanking.
0: Is there envy in that, that statement?
1: Yeah,
3: I mean he didn't tell you he shot it at five
0: yards. Twelve? That, no, that one was that one's about fifteen. In my basement, it's about fifteen. Is what I'm shooting at now. Gotcha. But if you get out That's past fifteen, it goes whoosh,
1: to like basketball uh, yeah. groups. The the typical old trad drift there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Happens, happens. There's yeah. a magical distance there.
0: Yep.
1: yep. About thirteen, I would say.
0: <laughs> oh, Goodbye. so
1: about 13 for me
0: but so business as usual for big stick archery
1: yeah yeah it was kind of slow on orders like at the beginning of the year and then they just kind of here and there and then there's been quite a few at the end of the year so basically just just status quo as far as that goes
0: let, let me ask you as, as a traditional archery business owner do you think the fad is dying uh
1: no i mean i got like six orders this month which That's is like good or better than
0: because there's there's, um, there's been a few high profile, well, I don't know if you could be high profile and traditional archer at the same time. People uh, like dropping, uh, going back to the compound. I've noticed. I don't know if you guys have picked up on that.
1: Yes. Yeah, I mean, I've always yeah. kind of thought that it's just a high turnover gig. Um. So I, I I wouldn't say I don't know if anything much has changed, but yeah, I would say no matter what. Is going on with anyone else? I would say that probably as many people that start probably quit each year. <laughs>
0: that That'd is a fair good. assessment. I bet you that's accurate. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: It's probably a
3: lot like uh, the people that say they're going to go to the gym for a New Year's resolution.
2: <laughs> it's it pretty cool. Qu- it <laughs> then they go to the gym and it sucks. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Screw this! I'm going I, to my
1: couch. It,
0: it, <laughs> yeah, so I, I
1: that wasn't said out of experience. Just a general turnover thing, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I bet that's you that's.
1: And I suppose that maybe I'm sure if it's Hunger Games or if this guy's doing it or that guy's doing it, it might help or not help. I guess. But right. Right. Oh
2: no. I like that analogy there. Go back to compounds a lot like just going back to the couch, just something comfortable, something easy.
0: <laughs> it's it true. Is. I like that. It's accurate.
3: The compound or the the statement.
0: The statement. It's a, it's the equivalent of the couch. Compared though, to the gym. Though I like the couch, so I don't want to beat on that too much.
1: No, don't bang
2: that drum. No. Looks good on paper.
1: Pretty pretty much business as normal here. Just trying to be, you know, trying to do more. Excellent. Can always do more.
3: Yeah. Is there any uh, 2023 plans yet?
1: Uh, As far as like hunts and whatnot? Sure. Or bows or what? Or bows. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, want to try to do some hunting. And then try to get to some shoots this year around the house some local stuff
0: anything uh I
1: get that vendor game figured out a little bit that's a goal
0: anything so. afar or, or is it all close to home
1: uh i'm probably gonna try to do some antelope this year or, or no shoot-wise. shoot wise shoot wise not nah, yeah be with like within an hour or two of the house
0: no more home, so. no more etar this year or anything
1: um i haven't made it that far i've only made it to the bear hunt in june okay so there's some like local ones prior to that
0: you ever, you ever think about doing, like, uh, like Kalamazoo or something? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I That'd... think about it, and then I don't ever have anything to take, so I don't No know.
3: stock bows.
1: <laughs> As I've noticed, yeah.
3: you've had an uptick in stock bows, though.
0: True story.
1: I'm waiting on a couple this month, so that was unplanned. Had a couple extras. I was planning on having a couple extras so I could buy Chickie some Christmas presents. Mm-hmm. That was the plan, and then I missed weight on a couple, so then I had a couple extra on the extras. So
0: they they sold though. Didn't they all? Didn't they see all them sell?
1: Yeah, yeah, they all did end up getting sold.
0: So. Yeah, awesome. That's stock excellent. bows are just happy accidents.
1: That's right. That's right. Is
0: uh? Did you get what you wanted?
1: Uh, yeah, it should be here tomorrow. Okay. But you know, I ordered it before Christmas.
0: Well, it's between Christmas and New Year's, so it still counts.
1: I think it's a holiday season. Yeah. yeah. It,
0: um, is what? What's what's the most sold bow? Is it still the Hitman?
1: I don't know. It really goes back and forth. I'd have to like actually do numbers. Like it's real streaky. I, I don't know. Between that and the Gremlin. Yeah, like it'll be a good stretch of 56ers, and then it'll be a big stretch of Hitmans. Well, I say big stretch would be like three or something, three or four.
0: Have Have you? Uh, has anybody ever requested an Assassin?
1: Yeah, some people ask for those still.
0: Do you still have the forms and, and stuff, or no?
1: No. No, I think those uh, were relocated when I moved here last year. Uh, they didn't make the journey, so...
3: No, just <laughs>
1: relocated
3: no, to the... So now
1: I say, hey, good news, the Assassin's out, but there's a new, improved model. Which is the true. Assassin.
0: Which is true. I'm, I'm very happy with that.
1: It's basically the same, just, you know, a little better. And, and have you
0: thought about making the
3: Hitman in a 60-inch, avoid that gap?
1: Uh, no, people ask for 60 sometimes, but I'm just sticking to no 60. <laughs> Perfect. I'm sticking with the, if you want a short one, you can do a short one, and if you want a, not a short one, you can do a 62-64. Yeah. Well,
2: what is the what is the length of a strong Hitman? 62.
0: Is mine. 62. You do 62 and 64, right?
2: 62 i strong,
0: though, is it?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, so like your string would be 59. So with your tips, it would be about sixty. Yeah, I would. I suppose, like on a strong length. Hmm. So. So yeah, that's kind of the scoop there, hunting wise. Gonna maybe do a little Wyoming stuff for antelope. Got some points for that. That's really about the only thing I've looked at in the Idaho bear stuff, which of course has started the banter already. Six months out.
2: So. We got that hunt, Bob. The, got Ohio, that commission we last yeah. week.
1: Yeah. So...
2: We'll be some Ohio we're
1: working on it in the old hunting range, but no big draw tags or nothing like that, I don't think. So. No trips to POW or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: that's uh,
0: all I got. That's pretty, cool. that, that's pretty good. Colton, what do you got
2: going on? How was you? Uh, well... In 2022 or three, I'm probably gonna do uh, maybe do Nebraska turkey again, uh, Idaho bear, and then uh, you know bear and turkey in Montana, and then uh, I've been kicking around the idea of a Canada bear hunt. Nice. But then we'll probably come back to Ohio next year. I got permission on a pretty good, pretty good chunk in southeast Ohio. I'll Which part of Canada? hunt? I got a. I got somebody I've been talking to up in Alberta. Oh, cool! Might do a. Might do a hunt up there. And I made good buddies with a, a guy over in Vancouver Island two years ago, and we've been trying to figure out a hunt over there. Never been on an outfitted hunt, but you got to you go with an outfitter in in uh, British Columbia, and I don't know. I don't really have no desire to go and stay in like a big fancy lodge and all that stuff like'd find something more primitive but I'd, I'd pay the money to go there cool cool I would
0: do the lodge once just to see what that's about
2: I've worked yeah. at those lodges and it just I don't know it doesn't too, it doesn't appeal to me too snooty yeah yeah
3: all right not enough chance of dying
0: yes yeah. that's,
1: that's really what it would
0: be <laughs> Too it's safe. A
1: lack of an opportunity
0: to die. So no grizzlies there are going to come see in your hammock.
1: No. Nice. <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, of yeah. course, you could always just have Bob downwind spraying bear spray.
1: That also works. <laughs> hey, I was the one that got hosed. I got it. In my-
2: <laughs> oh yeah. I, my- was sprayer. <laughs> I,
1: was, uh, I was the recipient of the testing. <laughs>
3: Of the test, Oh, I forgot. Didn't yours blow Colin? up though? Yeah, Colton was the one that got it on the
1: hike out. Right, Colton gave it to yeah. himself. Way worse than I ever got, so I came. Off, I got
2: off pretty easy. It didn't blow up. I just uh, the safety came off and in my backpack pressed a little, a oh, little trigger yeah. down and just shot it. Down That's
0: right. That's right. I knew it was accidental discharge. It
2: was,
1: yeah, it was, <laughs> and it was pretty bad. <laughs> it, it, it was pretty awful
2: <laughs> I don't know I only cried know. for an hour I think <laughs> I did good
1: I mean I would say you handle it pretty well I mean considering
0: I've only been sprayed by uh, an accidental also sprayed by um, human mace like the stuff they use on people my my brother yeah. my brother had my mom's and he thought it was like the safety was broken and he was trying to fix it and he was he was in the kitchen in front of the sink and I didn't know what he was doing i walk <laughs> up i'm like hey what are you doing and he pushes the button as i walked up and it sprays over his shoulder and right into my face and i got oh it sucked i was like I was like sixteen i think rough. oh it sucked I, I imagine the bear mace is much much worse
2: it's a little stronger It's yeah. worse like Stronger-wise, but it's definitely more of it. It painted right. my arm and like it was orange spray paint. Oh, yeah. man, that sucks.
1: <sighs> and we tried to be helpful. I'll give you a bunch of water, which just, like, ran it all over you. just makes it worse.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was on my pants, and they poured water on it, and it soaked through, like, onto my skin. Oh, no. <laughs> so my leg oh, was you, it was a it. little
1: diluted, <laughs> but I'm sure it made it worse than it helped, for sure. It was our <laughs> bad.
3: Well, <laughs> solid We're effort. We're
1: trying to is. be helpful.
3: As I say, is it the thought that counts? Isn't that the phrase?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah.
3: Did yeah. you agree <laughs> with that at the time?
2: <laughs> um, I don't know. I wasn't thinking real clearly.
1: No, uh, that was just a it was a back. pretty high moment in general.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh!
0: Oh,
1: uh, so, I don't think I've carried bear spray since then.
0: <laughs> rather get rather get mauled.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I just carried a pistol.
0: <laughs> Did. You just carry a pistol now? Yeah. Did we have this yeah. conversation about oh. uh um um that book? That did, did we did you and I talk about this or no? Um,
2: uh, we talked about
0: Mark Mark the of the Grizzly. Actually, a little bit. There's there's a there's the book Mark of the Grizzly and it, it analyzes bear, uh, bear attacks in Montana and Alaska, I think. And maybe maybe like one or two in Idaho or something. But um in Wyoming. Um but basically, like, like at the end of the book, they, they took all the cases and, and who survived, who didn't, what they did, and stuff like that. And it was basically like everybody that used a gun against the bear ended up dying. But everybody who sprayed mace pretty much lived.
3: <laughs> that, that, that would have been the opposite, I would have guessed.
0: Exactly. Well, I guess, I guess usually in most cases, though, when a gun was used, the bear also died. But uh, it sounded like... like Whoever you know shot the bear, the bear just kept going because it was more pissed. And I don't know.
2: I I think think it has a lot to do with people's inability to shoot pistols for the most
0: part. Probably that too. They
3: they they shot the air around the bear.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I guess the bear still ended up most of them. I think ended up dying from gunshots, obviously, but but not. They weren't well placed shots. They were probably just you know panic shots or whatever. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you don't want to do center mass on a grizzly. You no. want to try to disrupt the, the central nervous system. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I really just hope it don't come up, because, yeah, i
0: don't know. <laughs> hey, Colton, have you had any other encounters after um after that one with the mom?
2: Uh, I had one last, it was pretty uneventful. Uh, I was sitting around camp right as it was getting dark last elk season, and, uh, I seen a bear about 60 yards behind camp. I was trying to be quiet because I didn't know if it was a black bear or a grizzly and I had a black bear tag. And I tried to crawl over to my binoculars. I was sitting in camp actually just eating. You know, it was starting to get dark. And I got to my binoculars and it seen me. And I was trying to see and it got dark on me. So I I, I was kind of worried because I was by myself, you know. Right. And uh, I set up. I was just under a tarp. I didn't have a, a tent or nothing. I just had a tarp set up with my sleeping pad and stuff. So I like lined my my sleep my tarp like on the outside with my gear, you know, my boots, my water bottle, my my uh, pack, and all that stuff, you know. So if it had to make some noise to get to me, and I'd probably wake up. And I had a forty. What is what's the big Nalgene like? Forty eight ounce, forty three ounce, uh, something like that.
3: I think it's forty eight. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah well, I had one of those set up like. At the corner of my, my shelter, I had it closed off on the back side, opened on the front side. And I woke up the next morning, and it was knocked over. And I always wondered, what well, yeah. could have knocked 48 ounces of water over.
3: I can guarantee I would have been a little creeped out.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: that'll happen when you're by yourself.
3: But, How well yeah, did you was, sleep under- is the real question.
2: You know, I have did it so much, it's just... I don't know. You, you're kind of worried, but you're normally pretty pretty tired from hunting all day, so you sleep all right. Yeah. It's kind of one of those things where it's just, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen whether you're asleep or not.
0: True, true.
2: And I believe most of them are in the daytime, to be fair.
0: Yeah. M- most attacks.
2: August had that one last uh, year before last or last year. Uh, we charged him at night. We actually built a, a, a pretty – Pretty good grizzly gun for when I go over to Wyoming and hunt with him and call for him. I a thousand lumen stream light on a forty-five seventy. Nice big ghost stream sight. Just kind of yep.
0: Is it lever action? designed
2: for yeah. Excellent. Kind of built it for Excellent. grizzly country stuff. You can't I,
1: see him, but he is just grinning away as you talk about this guy I like, like forty-five seventies. Like, yeah.
0: I have a, I have, even more. Yeah, I have an old I have an old uh, I have an old Springfield. Uh, oh, what the hell is it, like 1894? The trapdoors. I think it's 1894. Yeah. 18 something. It's 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 an old. It's it's original. It's a, it's a carbine, and that gun is freaking so rad. It, it the it's a single shot though. That's the only downfall.
3: Yeah, you, you just have to be good enough to
0: use well, one well, shot. Well
3: placed shot.
0: That's it. That's all you get. <laughs> it's like
3: their pro tip. If it's going to happen, it's going
0: to happen. It's true.
1: <laughs> That's true. Uh, I got a I got a bear confession. Let's hear it. Uh, so this fall when I was doing the rifle hunt, I think it was like day two in the teepee, and no one was at the parking spot. and uh, I'm all tucked in, whatever, reading my book or whatever on my phone, and then like, alright, I'm going to sleep, and I'm just like sleeping right next to the forerunner. And I, I thought I heard some shit walking, but then of course it's like it's by a creek or whatever, a river. So there's all sorts of noises all the time. It's night two though, so you're still a little, uh, still a little on edge. You're not quite uh, into it yet. And then I heard something like, pop my door handle. Like it sounded like my door handle like got halfway open and then like let go. Like you know when you don't open it all the way. And I'm like some bitch. Like that's like, eight feet from my head. <laughs> <laughs> and then I heard some more walking comforting. around, and my uh, scaredy cat behind was too scared to look under the teepee to see if there was a bear. <laughs> <laughs>
4: like, I was
1: like, gonna, oh. I was like, rolled over, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to peek under there. And then I was like, Fuck, it, man, if there's some feet right there at like six feet, I don't know. I'd rather just have him walk off. So, like, I heard some walking, like, it was, like, a little gravel turnaround, like, horse parking lot, and I heard some, I was like, all right, that's definitely something walking around, and then I waited another safe amount of time, (laughs) and then I poked my head out, and something definitely took a swipe on the, on the, uh, dew, on the rig, and, uh, I just picked up my sleeping bag, and I slept in the back of the 4Runner for the rest of the trip.
3: Is there a certain level of (laughs) comfort with the steel
0: exterior? (laughs)
1: yeah i mean and then you lock the door and he ain't ain't coming in
0: there we we, my wife
2: there's a story my dad always told me uh a buddy of his was sleeping up in the cranberry wilderness up here in west virginia and a bear was going through his camp and he was uh he was sleeping in his topper and he was too scared to get out of his topper once he heard the bear rushing around and he actually kicked out his back glass and crawled into the cab and started his truck and drove away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god!
2: Oh. I didn't do that.
0: I just would we'll just stay in the top, or you'd be all right there. You would think so. Windows are expensive, yeah. man.
3: Oh yeah. I, I think at a certain point, reasonable uh, actions go out the window. Pun intended, I guess. yeah. Oh, Bob,
0: yeah. Bob, we had a uh, just to just maybe put your mind at ease. We were camping up in Prince Edward Island, up in Canada, a couple of years ago. And uh, I, I was sitting at a picnic table at night with my wife in a campground and I heard a rustle next to me and I had a loaf of bread sitting next to me and there was a raccoon sitting next to me and he had his little p- dirt paws on the, on the bread, you know, getting ready to steal my bread. And I, I smacked at him and grabbed the bread out of his hands and I yelled at him and we were like the only ones in the campground and I guess there was a ranger walking and he heard me yell at him. And so he comes over, and he's like, everything all right over here? And I'm like, yeah, I just yelled at a raccoon is trying to s- steal my stuff. And he's like, well, make sure you lock your car doors, too. And we're like, what? He's like, yeah, no kidding. I watched one open a car door the other night and get in and steal all the food out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think a 4Runner door might be a little high for a raccoon, though. but
1: For a raccoon, probably, yeah. Got a that's impressive. they
2: little bears.
3: I I think I would much rather go against a raccoon though it's just generally where
0: where were you you were Idaho right yeah so what do you think black or brown black or grizz
1: I'm sure it was a black bear oh okay but as soon as the lights go out everything you hear is a grizzly bear it's all (laughs) scary oh a (laughs) mouse is a grizzly bear
2: if it's dark outside yeah
1: right there's no grizzlies there until it gets dark and then every noise is a grizzly bear <laughs> that's just how it works.
3: It's like squirrels while hunting deer.
1: Yeah, similar yeah, idea. Yeah,
0: yeah, I can see that. Uh,
1: okay so, sh- yeah, you just kind of like just got of like work your way through that. <laughs> Sounds like a blast.
2: Yeah, it's okay after. And then about day. the time you get used to it and you stop being afraid, then that's when you have a grizzly yeah <laughs> Slaps you back into reality. You'd be like, yeah, that's not a grizzly. You turn around, it's a it's a freaking grizzly.
1: Yeah. You oh. also spent some time in some some abnormally grizzly places.
2: <laughs> August said that this elk season he had his pistol out of his holster more than he had a broadhead out of his quiz. Wow. That place was polluted where he hunts.
0: Is he in Montana?
2: Uh Wyoming. Wyoming. He comes from the Montana, Ida, or Montana, Wyoming
0: border. I think there's been more more uh, incidents with grizzlies in, in Wyoming than any other state, probably. Yeah.
3: I can't even, like, I know here, when you're walking into the tree stand in the dark, like, occasionally you hear a coyote. It's kind of creepy. But, like, I can't imagine being in a state where, like, grizzlies are, like, a legit logistically probable thing walking to a tree stand in the dark does that freak out <laughs> that
2: uh i'm not
3: saying i'd feel comfortable
2: when i was in australia we were talking about all the, the crazy things they have and we're sitting around here uh having a beer and the guy was like no mate we don't have anything that comes into your camp and carries you away <laughs> and I, was, I never thought of it that way
3: just silent death instead
2: yeah.
0: yeah, everything's a freaking snake or a spider. It's gonna kill you over there.
2: But they're scared to death of the grizzlies.
0: I get it. Grizzlies are freaky.
2: Yeah.
0: What um what what you spend so much time in in that kind of country? What is it? Just the, I mean, the frequency that kind of puts you at ease because you're there so much. You just kind of get used to it. Or I mean, what do you think?
3: Adrenaline junkie.
2: <laughs> oh i don't know It'd probably just the chances of it happening is pretty slim and if, if it does happen i feel like you know i carry a pistol i'm proficient with a pistol and i tend to not be you know really kind of lose my head and and in, in dire situations so i just feel like i feel pretty confident and the chances that it's going to happen is so slim anyways so. right I don't, know, I don't, I don't, you know, to say that I don't worry about it when I go to bed at night and I hear some stuff popping and cracking is, would be a lie. But
0: right, right. Well, I guess it would make either. It's a good...
2: just what you got to put up with. It's just what you got to do if, if you're going to be out there, and I, I kind of enjoy it because there's a lot of people that aren't willing to put up with that, so you get you know a lot of, a lot of country to yourself.
0: Yeah, and uh, it would make for a really good story. I mean, like, oh yeah, that time I got mauled or you know <laughs> oh that dude got mauled to death by a grizzly you know i mean does that make sense I no? guess there's
3: just those to casual
0: guys. things
2: <laughs> i'm gonna tell you something to change my mind uh there's you can look up they released the audio of old uh timothy tribe oh
0: my god eaten. did you hear it yeah it's terrible
2: dude, that that bear is just like i mean he's just screaming you know as loud as a human can scream, taking a breath and doing it again. And that bear is just like, mom, 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 like, eat. like it's just another day.
0: Yep. Yeah.
2: Like you would have uh, an elk calf. And just she, it it, and, it it
0: and there was a girl with him too.
2: Yeah. And she's screaming, please play dead. Just please play dead. And I mean, it, it is, yeah, if you're squeamish, don't listen, don't look it up, but yeah, I looked it up right before that season, so it was kind of fresh in my memory. I didn't
0: well, know they released it. I heard, uh, I heard a little bit of it. Like I don't know what right right after it happened, they played like parts of it, but not not the terrible parts. I didn't know they released the terrible parts.
2: It's like six minutes too. Like it's oh, not yeah. like something that just breaks your neck. Sweet. So I mean, I'm sure your adrenaline to be gone, but he felt it.
0: Right. Did he live? I, I guess I don't know. No, he's very dead. Yeah, do, you he not, do
2: you not that's know who Timothy
0: Treadwell said. was? No,
2: grizzly
0: yeah, man. Yeah, the the there's a book called Death in the, in the Grizzly Maze. I think it's called. Um, the dude he basically went to was it was a Kodiak? Is this the guy that lived with Katmai. the Grizzlies? It was, it was, uh, yeah, it was cat It was cat yeah, he yeah. lived with the
1: Grizzlies, Yeah, there's a documentary too. Yeah, so he tried
0: not- touching <laughs> them and he was patting them and stuff, and they they just kind of like ignored him for the most part. And he was like, "Oh, they love me." And uh, he did this for multiple. Well, he did it for multiple years. He'd go up there for the summers, and just live with grizzlies and get really close to them. And I mean, he definitely got swatted a couple times and stuff. But I guess the time he got killed, and this is the story I heard, whether it's true or not, but when he finally got killed, he brought a woman with him, and I guess she was.
1: Doing her lady thing. That time? No, it
0: was like that time of the month for her, and yeah. they believe that attracted the bear into her into their tent.
2: It was later in the year than he's ever stayed before, and those bears are in hyperphagia; they're just that's true, just yeah. Really, yeah, really, really, really hungry. They're just trying to yeah. get as many calories as they can. And... Watch
0: it. Watch the documentary. It's pretty. Yeah. It's like the whole time you watch it, you're like, "What is this guy? He's an idiot," you know. But I mean, I don't know. He eventually succumbed to that,
2: so. Right. Yeah, I figure if, if he can have that many encounters, the chance of me having a, a bad encounter with, you know, one every couple of years is. I'm hoping thin- Slim. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: you're going you to get, like, struck by lightning twice or something or whatever.
2: Yeah, he yeah. was blatantly
0: dumb about it, so, I mean. I mean I, this is some strong
3: reasoning going on right now. I like it.
0: Do you, do you want to hear, hear, hear Here's the, Here's the audio.
1: Yeah, I won't. I, play, I, I won't
0: play it. Don't worry. I, uh, I I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna. I just. But I just. I definitely yeah. just found it. Um,
1: You're just gonna save that for later. You're gonna listen to it afterwards. When, when yeah.
0: we when we went out to Kalamazoo last year, I was telling Schaefer oh, wow. about my surgery, and and we, we got into <laughs> we got into like maybe like three minutes of, of the story. No, it was and-
3: it was pretty okay. So this is the thing. I can handle gore. I can't hear how the body works. You start telling me how things work internally.
0: It's not good. I'm, I'm just driving my truck along, just you know, talking about this nonchalantly, and I look over, and he's like not looking right, and I'm like, "You okay?" He's uh, like,
3: ev- eventually, I'm just like, "Dude, you have like, to you stop. Gotta stop. You got to stop. You got to stop.
0: You can't. You can't stop." <laughs> <laughs> he, was on the verge, he was pale white. It was great. Oh, it was so bad.
3: <laughs> I have I have fainted a few times in my life through various health classes, <laughs> learning <laughs> how the uh, the body works. So I just avoid those conversations at all costs. Can gut a deer? No problem. You tell me how something
0: works internally? Down. Oh, is it funny? It was so funny. I kind of felt bad because he, did, he didn't He did look good at all. And I, I, wasn't I was really trying looking.
3: to, like, Chris was telling me this, like, big personal story. So I was trying to stay strong. <laughs> I don't think he gives me enough credit. I made it through most of the story. You did. You did all right. I was proud of you, man. I'm sorry. You got to remember that morning. I started out in negative 23 degree weather, so it was like 50 <laughs> at that point. So it was practically a sauna.
0: Just sweating it out. <laughs> yeah. Just
1: sweating, listening to weird stories. Yeah, That's
0: yeah. Oh. Good- <laughs> oh god, that was great. <laughs>
3: then we get to the hotel, and I had to hear Chris's aftermath of that surgery. All right, all right, all right, all right.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> can't, uh, can't help it, man. No. <laughs> oh, that was priceless. You might want to turn the TV on. <laughs> Stop,
4: dude. <laughs> I think uh, I know what's happening.
0: Here. Look, I'm missing a few organs and things don't work right all the time. So, hey, That's
1: my excuse, too, man. I there you lost some somewhere. I just, you know, I got some uh, <laughs> gastrointestinal issues. I don't know where they fell out. I think I must have just lost one in a toilet somewhere. But it's
0: just right there anymore. Dude, there, there, there's no hiding yeah, there.
2: when you're when I'm you're on the hillside in Idaho.
0: <laughs> when you're stuck in a hotel room with another guy. There's no hiding it. I mean, like, <laughs> hey man, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Just turn the TV up. What? Just please. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta edit this out or something. This is terrible. So, so if he's editing
3: it out, the best part is he. I'm not editing me.
0: out. This is takes. For, I'll never find this. Don't go. So he
3: goes. You might want to
0: turn the TV on. You hear
3: him going to the bathroom, and the next thing you know, you hear noise, and you just hear
4: whoa <laughs> Oh, son of a!
3: The best God. part is like so. Last year, when Chris and I went to Kalamazoo. We had met each other once at Etar, and we had talked to each other a few times at that point. So it's not like we're, like, super familiar with each other.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you guys were at, like, just, like, a casual dating stage.
0: Yeah. yeah. It did scare him off, so, I mean, I got that going for me. you know?
1: You got to keep her. Yeah,
2: okay,
0: let's talk hunting. <laughs> <laughs>
2: How were you guys' season?
0: Jeffrey? Still in Vermont.
1: World of Vermont.
3: Well, no, I will say it was full baby. uh, uh, I had the baby variable this year, and uh, I got out more than I expected to. I had a spike horn within range, and naturally, I live in the state where you can't shoot spike horns. Mm. So, my one opportunity of the year, I was not able to take it. But, like I said, I was pleased with the amount I got out, so. I'm okay with it. Chris is more exciting than mine is.
0: Oh, mine was interesting. As
3: soon
0: as he gets done gluing. Hang on, hang on. I'm going to screw up this feather. Sorry, (laughs) I'm gluing feathers. Um, Yeah, I I had a a good time this season. I was a little strapped for time um, because we were going away. We we went on a family trip, and I missed pretty much the rut, so I was – when it came to archery season, I was, I was kind of strapped and I did, but I did get out a lot. And, uh, I had a good season. I learned a lot. I moved around a lot more so than I ever have in any other season. I definitely played that mobile game quite a bit. Um, I, I had, I had two misses. I had one that was, you know, my just complete screw up, didn't pick a spot. And then I had one where my, we've talked about it a million times on here, but I, uh, I took a shot at a doe that was like seven, eight yards out in front of me and my limb tip went into my cargo pocket of my pants. <laughs> so basically my, my arrow like flipped end over end and landed at the doe's feet. The doe had no idea what happened, but they just sat there for,
3: at least it, he didn't lose the bow. No, like you, you had good enough grip on the bow where it didn't fly out. of. It your was hand.
0: so loud though. It was like, thong, and it rang for a minute. And the worst part was like after this happened, like five minutes goes by, and a really nice a pointer that I had a few encounters with popped out, and just kind of sat and watched the doe, and then just walked away. So, I blew my shot at him. Um, but then I, I got like I, my my season was winding down. We we're we we're leaving. I think I forget like the sixth or third or something of of, of November. So I had one weekend to hunt that last weekend, and. Friday, I saw I saw stuff chasing, but it was still warm out and stuff like so. I was seeing things moving around, but not like normal. And uh, at the end of the night on the, I think it was the twenty eighth. Pretty sure it was the twenty eighth. Uh, I had a six pointer come in, and he was big body, small rack, and he uh, I, like I couldn't tell if he was legal. We have a three on one side in Pennsylvania and he walked in from behind me and he walked right underneath my tree and when he was directly underneath me i could see the two brow tines and i knew it was legal and uh i let him walk out to about eight yards and i stopped him with like a deer bleed. uh and he stopped but he looked over his shoulder so i had like the perfect texas heart shot if i wanted it um but uh i, I sat there and he just, you didn't take it obviously um, yeah i don't do those um so anyway, he sat looking over his shoulder at me for a second, and then he just kind of turned started walking a little bit, and I hit him again with another doe eat, and he stopped. He turned perfectly broadside and gave me a really nice shot. So I I was like him and hawing the whole time, and finally he turned broadside, and I was like, nope, I'm shooting him. And I shot him, and he, he piled up in like 30, 40, 40 yards, something like that. So, yeah, that, awesome. yeah, that was the first one. And uh, the second one was the first day of rifle season my son wanted to go out. Um, he's not hunting yet, but he, he wanted to, he'd never been on a deer hunt yet. He's been on squirrels and stuff like that. We've gone out for small game, but so he went out with me and, uh, we took my flintlock. And so the first day of PA rifle, we, he and I sat down and, oh man, I had sleeping bag for him and everything. And he, uh, he fell asleep immediately. Cause I was like, you know, thinking sleeping bag, keep warm. So he's not out of there by nine o'clock in the morning. And we had a really nice eight-pointer come up into like 40 yards and just hang out. And I was kind of regretting my I, – I didn't regret it. I shouldn't say that because I was psyched I got him with a bow. But I was definitely wishing I had another buck tag. And he walked away. and We had a doe like 15 yards away from us. This whole time, my son's sleeping, just sawn horde, you know. So uh, let's see here. Um, about, I'd say like 8.30, 8 o'clock, something like that. I had four does come in above me, maybe like 40 yards out, and uh, in between me and the, two, the four does was a uh, like a five pointer, and they're all just kind of feeding and, and meandering around. And uh, the, the the lead doe definitely picked me out a couple times, but she eventually just kind of calmed down and walked. And when she walked parallel to me, I uh, I got a really nice shot, 40 yard shot, drilled her. She took off running. And, you know, the, the rest of the deer all cleared out. I'm sitting there for a second, and I, I look down. The sleeping bag's, like, not moving. <laughs> and I peeled the sleeping bag back, and my son's sitting there just snoring away. <laughs> slept right yeah, through a 50, like a fifty caliber, about three feet above his head. Just slept right through it. So, so I woke him up, and I was telling him, I was like, hey, buddy, we just got a deer. Like, no, you didn't shoot. I didn't wake up. I was like, oh, I definitely shot. he didn't believe me until we found blood it was a ride (laughs) so so yeah we found her she went quite a ways though i mean she man she had to run probably past 200 yards and and the blood trail was like i could see it 10 15 feet out in front of me i mean it was a disgusting blood trail it was it was a it was pretty impressive and i couldn't believe she went as far as she did but she did, but we found her. So we got we got two do- two deer in the freezer, and I got one tag left. And uh, I still we're gonna go out Saturday. My buddy and I are gonna go out with the Flintlocks on Saturday morning. So
3: nice. see what nice happens.
0: Ball. Still more to come, hopefully. But yeah, it was a fun season. It was a good time. I know Bob shot a stud. Yeah. So so Bob like, I remember like watching October tick by and not seeing anything of Bob going out hunting. And then all of a sudden he goes out, kills a slammer, and comes right back to the shop. I feel like Bob's got like a two-day MO. It seemed like right? he were out for like three days, dude. Is that is that legit or is that just what we see on the internets?
1: No. I had even like posted stories. I think I hunted the better – I think I hunted like ten days in the first two weeks. And then I went back a third time before I killed that one. I did so not that, hunt an octopus. <laughs> you did not what? I did not hunt in October. That is a fact.
0: I was gonna say, yeah, you wait. You were definitely a, a late season guy.
1: Yeah, I had some plans this year, but some family stuff happened or whatnot. So okay. I kind of bam, bamboozled that time yeah. I was planning on going. So. Don't hear a good then bamboozled up these up. days.
3: Huh? I say you don't hear a good bamboozled these days. <laughs> good well, usage. You
1: got one. You just got one. Uh. Yeah. So no, then I went for I don't know two weeks, and I was. Over there around old Dalton Lewis, so at least I had, like, a partner in misery because he was having about the same go Ooh, as I was. was I
0: cool. did listen to that episode. That was a good one.
1: Pretty pretty slow, pretty slow going. Not great weather. Just slow action. Seen a couple of nice bucks, but nothing I could have shot at, so took just took a while. It took way more than two days.
3: <laughs> uh, didn't, was last year the year you shot one on day two or, like?
1: Oh, see, here we go. This is a nice little chat. Uh, Everybody remembers that I just shoot them right away. Last year, I didn't even shoot a deer with a bow, period. The year before, I shot one on the first day. And probably the year before that, I shot one on, like, the first full day. And then I think I didn't shoot a buck at all before that. I shot a couple of does. But, yeah, you know, I suppose uh, I make it look like I just shoot one every time. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, that's not how it goes. A lot, I guess.
0: But what, do you, what, up getting up. what do you do, like, uh, on years when, when you're, like... Super productive? When, super unproductive. When you're not killing stuff. Do you, do you ever go back to a rifle or anything, or no?
1: Uh, I tried to do the rifle stuff with the bears. That's right. And yeah. uh, it turns out I'm really not good at it. I have not put a lot of time into it. I'm not very proficient with the old <laughs> rifle. Uh, got some things to work out with that, uh, but no. I mean, for the most part, I don't think I'd been on a rifle hunt for like 15 years or something. Yeah. For a stretch there, and then I went on a couple here the last few years. So now I've tainted my, I've tainted my pristine reputation.
0: You need to look at the muzzleloader.
1: I did shoot one with a smoke pole a couple years ago.
0: Inline or, or or you used a no, percussion. You had a percussion. Was it? Yeah,
1: called enough side lock. Yeah. Right, right. With a round ball and a patch.
0: I remember that. I forgot that was a uh, three years ago, right? Yeah,
1: that was a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I do remember that.
2: So, that was. I think that's. He, the only he year probably I, come I, up with the best name. He, he named a side lock probably the best name I've ever heard. He, he called it uh, fancy. because is your one chance, fancy. Don't let me down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they <was> pretty good. <laughs> There's so much
0: fun, man.
3: I, I classic. I, I I I
0: have I I can't take a, a rifle out during rifle season anymore because I have so much fun with the the, the they There's so much fun. They're like tra- tra- traditional bows and stuff, you know. Yeah,
1: they got. We have some issues, yeah. so yeah, that's appealing.
0: Hell yeah, they're not easy. Colt, what the
2: you we have a late season muzzleloader hunt in Montana, and you're not allowed to use a bow during it. So I mean, you would have to take a muzzleloader if you're hunting. Oh no, man, kidding. that's, that's just a lot of fun. There's no, you know, you don't. We had it in West Virginia that you could you could use a bow, and and you end up just always taking a bow. But man, not having the other option makes it pretty fun in Montana.
0: Yeah, Pennsylvania is the same way. Like we have that we have bow and like Lake West Virginia, but it's it's flintlock only and or archery and I like that man PA a lot of people in PA take advantage of it it's pretty cool it's it's uh there's a there's a good Facebook group I think it's Pennsylvania Muzzle Loader Hunter Pennsylvania Flintlock Hunter or something like that and just watching all the you guys you I
2: Love Muzzle Loading oh, yeah. guy on Ethan?
0: Instagram yeah Ethan yeah that guy's cool he's funny isn't he yeah he's he's and he gets into the history and stuff it's pretty cool we had him on the uh, he was on yeah. the Primitive Pursuit We uh, Mike had him on with us the one day He was a cool guy okay yeah, he's like the. Uh, oh man, he's like the media guy or the public relations guy for the NMLRA. So huh. he does a lot with them. Pretty cool guy.
2: Nice cool. I was looking down at my grandpa's house. We have a. Uh, it was my grandpa, which turned eighty-seven two or three days ago, the day after Christmas. He turned eighty-seven, still in good health. But it was his great grandfather's rifle. We was looking at it the other day. It's a, it's a percussion, but in the little barrel that the nipple goes in, there's some hammer hole. Or there's some, like you can see where it was knocked in with a hammer, and then a section of the stock is is missing. But you can tell it's like some factory. Yeah. So I believe it was a, uh, it was a uh, converted flintlock into a percussion, which percussion is like 1830s. So this rifle probably predates 1830s. It looks like a forty. I didn't. I didn't caliper it or nothing. But it looks like a like a forty caliber, and just to hold that rifle in your hand and just wonder, like you know, how many meals that thing has provided since the eighteen hundreds. No kidding. You
0: can't imagine. Pretty amazing. That is that is cool. I love seeing stuff like that. That is. I mean, a piece of history. You know.
3: I always wonder the same
2: thing when you look at like all the names of the people. His dad and his dad's dad and his dad's, dad's dad's dad, and it's cool to hear the history of it. Oh, for sure.
0: So that gun got passed around a bit by them. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That is cool. Um. Well, I guess we got Bob's story. How, how cold? How, how was your season? As about to say, it looks like he shot a pretty nice buck.
2: It was pretty good. Yeah, that was a pretty cool story. Uh, uh it was forty mile an hour gusts that day. But I've been working in about an hour drive away and we get done working at like four. Normally I work in town. So I, you know, before the time change I can get hop in the tree stand two or three hours every evening. But I was getting to hunt a lot less this, this deer season. And, uh, um, so it was, you know, the weekend, the wind was horrible and I was like, well, I got two days to hunt. I got to hunt them. So I'm sitting in the tree stand and I'm on this piece of public and it borders this piece of private about 25, 30 yards away from my stand. And these people are walking their dogs. And I see them about every evening walk their dogs. Well, they walked their dogs over through this thicket that was on private and jumped a doe and a buck out. And they oh, ran and cool. hopped the fence over the public. And it was, I don't know, November. I don't know, it was peak of the rut. I can't even remember the dates. And I heard this buck over the wind and grunt like, like a buck roar, like really loud. And I always carry that Primo's, I think it's called the buck roar. You can blow it really, really loud, a lot louder than a buck, whatever the grunt, but you can, you know, get their attention from a long ways away. And I grunted real long back at him, and he, like, returned it like an elk bugling. Just, no roar, just super loud. And he turned and just left the doe and was walking right at me. And I was in a stand about, uh, not too high, but I had some branches that come out about shoulder level when I stood up. And the buck come behind me and the way it was so close that I couldn't get my bow at the angle to not hit that, my top limb, not hit that branch. So he spent a couple minutes at six or eight yards and I just, I couldn't get a shot. And by that that point, I was clear of my stand facing my tree. So I was out away from the tree and, you know, you can get picked off a lot easier like that. And that buck just looked up at me and I just froze, you know, squint my eyes and, and that buck kind of. Didn't like it and kind of boogered off about 30, 40 yards. And I pulled my can out of the pocket and I did a doe bleat because he was looking for that doe that he left. She kind of went off somewhere. And I hit that doe bleed, and he made a scrape and turned around and come back at me. But he, he did like a wide berth around the tree. And I was kind of hunkered down trying to get a shot about half squatting. Up in the tree stand, and he he walked by it like 22 yards, and I drew on him three or four times and couldn't get a shot through the brush, and finally hit a little opening. And I shot him, but it was cool that, that he busted me, and then a can brought him back in. That is
0: neat. I've never had Man. I've never had, I've never had good luck with a grunt, but I've always had good luck with bleats.
2: Yeah, I think in Montana where I hunt at least, I mean, I've, that was the biggest buck I have seen this year. In Montana, so I don't hunt, you know, I don't hunt in any really really good area, but I try to find places where people are. I don't care what the size, you know, age class is. But how's
3: the how's the rattling in your area? Does rattling work well?
2: Really good. It's like nobody does it. It was it was pretty (laughs) neat actually. I've, I've I've hunted that area and I've only seen one other person hunt it. And. uh, Cause it's around houses and it's, it's, you know, it's a weapons restriction area so you can't, you can't take like rifles and stuff. Right. Well, you can take muzzleloaders, slugs, you know, everything that ricochets really bad. I don't know why they won't let you take a rifle, but, uh, I was walking in this year and I actually seen someone in a tree stand for the first time ever. And I was like, dang it. So I'm walking and, uh, uh, I'm looking at this guy because I actually went to another spot and there was a there was a, a truck there. I think it was a fisherman. And then the, the wind was wrong. That was it. I went to another spot. The wind was wrong, so I went back. So I was a little bit late. And I'm walking in and I see this guy up in a tree. stand. I'm like, crap! There's another hunter down here. But I got to walk right by him and I look up and he's he's got a recurve, no and way, on a bow hook. And I'm like, whoa! That's that's pretty whoa. cool. What
3: are the odds?
2: So I walked past him. Yeah, I walked past him about 200 yards, getting my stand, and I text my buddy Rob Sager. And I'm like, hey, would you know who was down at, you know, this area? And like 10 minutes later, he texts me back. He's like, yeah, it's probably my buddy Matt. So I get down on my tree stand after three, three and a half hours, and I walk back, and he's still there, and he waves at me. And he says, you know, hold up. He gets on out of the tree and walks over, and I say, are you Matt? And he said, are you Colton? We texted the same guy and asked who the hell had a traditional bow. <laughs>
3: Oh, it's too freaking priceless. Small world.
2: <laughs> yeah. So we've been uh, hanging out and hunting. He's a he's a muzzleloader guy too. That's cool, that's man. Awesome. Just like this little tight group. You know, have, we all have the same interests and passions, and you know, like Tyler Carlson said, you know, if, if there's a good chance we're going to get along, if you find someone else in the traditional hunting community.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely, we're all the same kind of
2: idiot.
1: Yeah, and he busted out the vocabulary word high.
2: Uh, what is it? A high price of entry? No, no it's a uh, the uh, barrier to entry.
1: Barrier ah. to entry is
2: yeah, yeah. Well, it's the same reason why a lot of people, you know, it's cool. You know, it is hard. It's it's something that you really accomplish. It's 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 something cool. It's something that not everybody can do, and everybody wants that 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 feeling or you know for people to say well he killed that with a recurve or you know to say it to yourself it and is you do it and you realize how how um, how hard it can be and it isn't for everybody I,
0: I had a conversation with a guy i met last night at the at the archery range where i went to a shop up by me and i was shooting and he was he was uh i think his wife was buying a bow or something and he was taught we were talking for a little bit and he's like he's like man i want to i want to get a deer with a recurve next year because he because i was shooting he saw my my recurve. And I was like, eh, you know, we just, we had a long conversation about it and he was, I think he was pretty sold on it by the time we were done talking. But uh, it, you could see like, like he wanted that excitement. Yeah. Cause it, it is, I remember yeah. like you could shoot it, you could shoot a small deer or you could shoot a monster and it's still like, holy crap, I just killed someone with a traditional bow. That's awesome.
3: Oh yeah.
0: It's the best feeling.
2: But it's, it's, it's. <laughs> it's not normal. It's not.
0: It's no, not it's normal, hard,
2: but it's, you know, it's, it's hard. Yeah, definitely. And it has that sense of accomplishment and, and all that because it's so hard. And, and it,
3: it, there's definitely a level of year round dedication that is not. Yeah. Most people don't want to put into it.
0: Yeah. That, that's that.
3: Most well,
2: people can't.
0: Yeah. People don't have
3: the you time, know, I a guess. Lot of
2: people that have all this stuff. Like, like again, yeah, I mean, I'm going to interrupt you. But, like, a lot of these people that, you know, you, you know, I, I spend a lot of time in the woods, and I, I neglect a lot of things that I probably shouldn't neglect. And, you know, there's a lot of family men and a lot of people that have mortgages and a lot of people that have nice, fancy, shiny stuff that just can't, you know, neglect their time as much as it takes to be, you know, yeah. successful and stuff. And, and it is, you know, you can, you can pick up a compound. You can pick up a rifle, and you can you can be successful with a lot less work. I ain't gonna say it's laziness, but it's just you know dedication of time.
3: Exactly, you, you have, have to choose say, what you, you want know, to neglect. Well,
2: you've got a lot more time. Hear think, that, you know well, you got a lot more time. I still have twenty four hours in a day. Everybody still has twenty four hours in a day.
3: It comes but, down, you, I, know, I, you know. I think I'd I just neglect housework. Yeah, that just doesn't get done. I, I shoot my yeah. bow
2: instead. You should see my yard. Bob seen my yard. Bob seen my vehicle. <laughs> yeah, it, it also you comes
0: down to want though. I mean, like I would rather have an unsuccessful year with a with a, a traditional bow than I would have a successful year with a compound. And yep. It, it's not that I have anything against compounds. It's that I have way more fun shooting my recor- recurve or my longbow. That recurve? that's. Recurve, that that's what makes me happy. That's why I, I have fun doing, and and it's it has nothing to do with anything out there that any other weapon. I have fun shooting my flintlock. I have fun shooting my my traditional bows. That that's that's. But it's
2: that. harder. So anything you work yeah. harder at, you got a more, you got a higher sense of accomplishment.
0: Yeah, and, and the, at the end, if I kill something, man, that's cool.
3: Yeah, that's amazing. Yep, it was funny. We were having a conversation today at work, and. It just kind of, we were talking about how everybody has that one thing. And I will admit, like, I buy a few bows, I buy a few different arrows, I buy some broadheads, but it is the only thing I do. <laughs> and people have a yeah. hard time understanding that. It's like, don't you have enough? I'm like, I ah, don't do anything else. This is the only thing I do. So yeah. all my extra money <laughs> goes into it. I don't go to the bars after work and do all that fun stuff. I buy broadheads. I
2: buy You hear people say that you know they don't have the money, and then you know they're
0: they're buying
3: three thirty packs a week,
2: energy drinks every morning, or buying a thirty pack, a two thirty packs every weekend, and right, you know they have a big old truck payment. They have you know it's all in what
0: your you want. your priorities. What's your
3: priorities, priority?
2: Yeah.
3: Oh, this so got a lot deep. Have,
4: uh, yeah.
0: We can we can be we can, in, go deep. We can be intellectual. <laughs> not real. I can't, but maybe you guys
1: <laughs> You already quoted multiple books, so you're pretty intellectual. Who did? You have. <laughs> You've referred to multiple books.
0: Which one I was about the, to say Chris. Was Chris it your book? <laughs> did I did I reference your book yet? In this episode?
1: No, not. Not mine, but you, you've referenced a couple others. So apparently, you've read a book. So that's pretty intellectual. I, like I am proud
3: books. to say I have read Bob's book cover to cover. It's a good book. And there is very few books I can say I've actually done that with.
1: Took a, took a couple hours, I suppose.
0: Do it's people
3: like a big
1: magazine?
0: Do Do people know still know that like you're a written man? I mean, you're you're a noted author.
1: I don't I, I don't think so. I don't know. I ain't heard much about it. I don't sell many on Amazon these days, but that's okay. I wrote a bunch of articles before that, too. I think I had like six in one year.
0: Well, I believe after this podcast, you're going to re- see a, a nice resurgence in, in sales. just it's a, yeah.
3: Quiver Full of Arrows by Bob Smith.
0: Yeah. Don't miss it. It's on Amazon. Yeah,
2: his book is formatted a lot like a, a, it's really easy to read. It's like a, a, magazine. It's like a yeah. magazine articles.
0: Yeah, it's a, good, a boatload of magazine articles in one book. It's really good. Yeah. And it's not too yeah. long it's like it's like when you get one of those daunting 300 400 page books you're like am I gonna get through this but like Bob's
1: and I, like I remember when I was trying to get it I learned a few things and <laughs> the one thing I really wanted was I wanted enough pages so that I could write spine on like text on the spine
3: yeah like <laughs> when it's on the shelf goal I
1: was, like, When I was learning how to like (laughs) format the book, like I changed fonts, like I knew I needed like X amount of pages, like I had Googled it to see how much you needed to have like a text on the spine of the book. Uh (laughs) That's why they do.
0: So so when you were sitting in front of your fireplace you could look up at your bookshelf and and motion to one of your friends, I just my well my book's up there. It's right there. Yes? Yeah.
1: Basically, Wanted to just be able to, ref, you know, and I'd like reference my book in conversation, and I'd be like, "Oh, well, that was actually from my book," and they'd be like, "I'm sorry," and I'd be like, "It's right there. I wrote a book, you know." Just, re-
3: <laughs> just refer them. Volume two could be about turkey hunting. It could be
1: called the Empty Quiver. Is that is that in the works yet? No.
3: Is, vol- <laughs> is volume two
1: coming out? No, no, I, it has crossed my mind at this point. I guess I was very done with it for a long time. But
0: how about how about like how many articles do you have out right now that are published?
1: I think like a half a dozen or so.
0: Could you take those and kind of put them into a book format?
1: Uh, probably. Those would have happened like before the book. Because what had happened was I had done all the articles. Like I got real – I don't know. I would sent a bunch in and none got accepted. And then all of a sudden I got accepted on one. And then like it was a little flurry. And then I did a bunch of movie video and stuff which ain't so great for the articles because then you're not doing photo support. You're doing like videos, blah, blah, blah. And then I was going to try to do some more articles. And they weren't so interested in the first that I sent. So I said, well, I'll just write all the book or like write all the stories. And then just like make, I was like, I'll just make my own book instead. (laughs) Right. Like, why why don't you just write more and then just make a book? That was my response to not having the first few published. (laughs) Seems reasonable. Right, right. I mean, how hard could it be, right?
3: That is a logical next
1: step. It was a little harder than I expected. <laughs> it took a long time. But
0: there was a there's a dude who had a uh, he was a guide up in Alaska. He was a fishing guide, and he he ran a uh, what it, what do you call those things that like the the it's like a diary you put on the internet a blog a blog yeah yeah yeah. So he had a blog and he just basically wrote about being a fishing guide and he basically just crapped on all the the, the you know the shipbird clients that he probably got that were like you know CEOs and stuff and it was really funny and it was good and he like people loved it so much that they like he eventually took all those blogs and put them together as a book and released it I can't remember the name of it um, cuz my brain doesn't work anymore but it was good
1: his reference third book for the day
0: I was looking on Amazon to try and find it because it's a really good book. But that's what I was getting at. I mean, you could take all those, you know, articles, put them together like With that. But the
3: way your did. memory is, I'm not sure you'd want to uh, do that whole lead thing you were talking about earlier. It was, might, not.
0: <laughs> might be too late. <laughs> oh, man, I can't remember anything anymore. Just wait, Schaefer. It'll happen to you in another 15 years.
3: Oh, trust me, ever since the baby came along, freaking the memory is already... Down the hill, mm. I have one gray hair. My
0: what I have for a beard too. Can you see all the gray right Ooh. here?
1: It's downhill from there, buddy.
0: There's a lot of gray yeah. hair.
2: Yeah,
1: Colton oh. ain't got no gray yet. I don't think. Do you?
2: Ah, uh, not that I found.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, you'd know if you found
2: one. My
3: Martin. wife <laughs> was very proud when she found it.
0: Ah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Colton, we got a, we got a buck down. What happened next?
2: Uh, <laughs>
0: from... <laughs> bringing it back around. <laughs> okay, I know he's got good stories, and I like hunting stories. So, dude, the issue is I think that was the last one. Was that it?
2: Uh, no, I killed a doe here in West Virginia, and then uh, I had a, a pretty substantial heartbreak yesterday.
0: Oh no! Wait, did you kill a, a doe I... like in the last couple days? Yeah. Jeez,
3: see, you made it sound like your West Virginia trip wasn't going. Oh, well. it sucks! So I only
0: shot one deer.
2: Yeah, oh, I, I shot about- a deer in West Virginia, and I hit. Uh, there's a buck my buddy's been hunting for six years. We believe he's about eight and a half years old. Oh wow! Oh no kidding. He's a, just a giant eight point, probably in 150 class, and West Virginia. That's pretty pretty rare. And he 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 called it. One hundred percent it was him. He stayed out of this area that was the the Bucks Core travel area and uh we put some stands out, we put some corn out. You can bait in West Virginia and it's just a just a killer way to get on deer in the late season when there ain't nothing to eat in the woods. And we put some corn out and I'm sitting in my stand and out the ridge from me I see a, a deer, and it was the first deer I seen up here on this property and and he just walked out, and it was this giant eight-point. And my buddy sees it once or twice a year for the last six years, and they get a bunch of trail camera pictures of it. But oh man, it was a heartbreak. He came up, and he kind of broke off the side. We had a trail camera on that corn pile for a week and a half, and it never come to it. But he walked out this ridge, and about 40 yards before he hit the corn, he turned and and took this other trail and ended it ended up meeting the trail that I walked in on. And as soon as he cut that trail, I had rubber boots and everything. But as soon as he hit that trail, he just stopped and was looking. And about that time, some does come up like they were coming to the corn. And he circled downwind, but it was downhill pretty far from me. And I think my wind was going over him. And he circled around and kind of went over by the does and gave me a broadside shot at 22, 23 yards. And I picked the spot, drew back, and I didn't see the arrow. It was starting to get a little dark and i heard a hit and he ran like a just a long shot deer you know just busting brush as he ran not taking a trail texting my buddy i was like yeah i killed the eight point i killed the big eight like and i got down out of my tree and and there was snow on so you could follow his tracks really good and we didn't find a drop of blood for probably 150 yards 100 yards and then i found my arrow 150 yards broke off right at the insert so I must have been up in the shoulder or up high. Or, and that was, a, we tracked him for, I put my Onyx tracker on, and we tracked him in the snow. And I bet you we didn't find enough blood to fill shot glass. But, I'm you know, no he kidding. But saw his, his really good tracks. And uh, we tracked him for, I think it was like 700 yards. And uh, he bedded twice, and there was ice in the bed, and there was no blood coming out of his, oh, his heartbreaking. ass and or his mouth just on that one side shoulder and the whole time there was just a couple drops all on his left side so i think i just hit that shoulder
0: oh it sucks but, bummer
2: but, oh yeah it was, it was the biggest buck i ever shot at a little
0: bow. oh wow how, how much more time you got in, in in west virginia before you head back to montana
2: uh today was my last bow hunt i sat this morning and this evening and never saw a deer
0: oh, oh, bummer. bummer bummer
2: but uh, i'm going out tomorrow with a buddy of mine and we're we do a rifle hunt every year, and that's one of the funnest hunts I go on every year. Just a buddy of mine that his brother don't let anyone shoot does, and then one time a year we can go out there and shoot does, and it's just a, it's almost like a redemption hunt. You know, you you're struggling hunting with a stick bow all year, and then you go out there and it's just just fun. <laughs> so, so wild, wild west. Yeah,
0: hopefully we'll be taking home another yeah. doe tomorrow.
2: Yeah, hopefully I'm gonna bring Bob one take me home a couple. I got two dough tags left. So And then he's 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 probably got three dough tags still.
0: Did you drive out, so, I assume?
2: Yeah. Nice. It's gotta be a haul.
0: How are you keeping the meat cold? Do you, you yes. throw in a cooler on the back rack or something?
2: Yeah, it's pretty cold. It's below freezing right here. Yeah. At night, so I just open the cooler at night and then shot it during the day.
0: Makes sense. Oh man, that's cool. That that'll be a fun Good hunt stuff. tomorrow. That'll be really cool.
2: Yeah. I'm what was your
3: uh, What was your favorite hunt of the year so far,
2: Colin? Had to be my Alaska bear. That was pretty unbelievable. That was cool to just see the salmon and just be in Alaska again.
0: We didn't really talk about that, did we? No. You want to I give it, give us? I, man, I kill for Alaska stories. So I, I was about it, to say I
3: was I was uh, I was hoping for a little
0: bit of a story there. Yeah, don't 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 just sell us short here, man. <laughs> <laughs> you
3: well, need to I, embrace your inner Bob for this story.
2: I went to Prince of Wales, Alaska, for fourteen days, just a solo thing, and uh, it was pretty cool. I rented a vehicle and ferried it over, and it was hellishly expensive. And Perfect. stayed in the van, and ended up meeting a guy up in there, and he let me stay in his cabin for the last six days.
3: How long did you I, know him before you accepted that? Just trying to figure out the timetable here.
2: Uh, I called him once before, and just you know, he's a he's a traditional guy who lives up there, and and I called okay. him, and you know, got the scoop of the area and what's going on, and and we had a couple mutual friends, and then I got up there and ended up. I couldn't, I couldn't meet up with him. He didn't, he only had service in like certain areas. So I'd hunt all day and then come back and it'd be evening. And, you know, sometimes you didn't have service where you camp or whatever. So we just, our paths never, never crossed. And then finally a week into it, I crossed paths with him and went and hung out with him for a while. And, and, uh, he told me a few places to go and, and check out. And the bears were going where the salmon are running and all that. Cool. And he, he was just like, where are you staying? And I was like, "Well, oh, I'm just sleeping in this van." He's like, "Nah, you can stay in this this cabin we got."
4: Awesome. But
2: it was pretty cool, you know. The the I watched all these videos of Prince of Wales bear hunts, and I thought it was just going to be as easy as going up there and just walking the river and shooting a bear. But it was a lot different than I thought. The bears, you see all these videos of the of the grizzlies going in and like fishing in the stream, and then sitting there in the stream eating the salmon the black bears didn't do that they would walk down and there was thousands of pink salmon in the rivers so they didn't have to do a whole lot of fishing they would just walk down and grab one then they go up in the brush and they might go 100 yards and sit behind the log somewhere and eat it and then pop out in a different area so it was, See, it was yeah, shoot them in the water yeah like you would you would you would i only saw four bears while i was hunting too but you'd see a bear and then you'd like make a move on it. But by the time you got over there, it was so sick and crazy dense. The bears would be up in the woods and you'd be like sitting there and you'd be like, okay, it's going to come out right in front of me. And then you'd hear a splash and then turn around and they were 60 yards down the river getting another salmon.
3: But Did you guys, so, yeah. so what, were, what were you
0: setting up on?
2: There's bear trails.
0: Just in the, alongside in the, the uh, creeks? that was
2: one of those things that got, what is it?
0: Alongside the creek?
2: yeah okay yeah it was just it was like a jungle you know that west coast stuff so you know the bears as they travel they they make trails through that stuff but i end up shooting a bear uh the guy told me about a uh, a couple different streams that he's hunted before so i went up there and i just found a spot that you could see that a bear had been fishing there and i set up behind this log was about six yards away and I set up on the log first, and I started noticing that there was tracks in the mud going up on the log, and I seen that they were using that. And they'll do that a lot, even over in Idaho, Montana, they'll, they'll run logs instead of walk through the brush. Yeah. So I'm set up on this log, and I'm like, you know, this is probably a, a travel corridor. I probably don't want to be setting on the log. So I got off the log about six, seven yards, and this bear came out and uh, was milling around for some fish. And ended up being a sow. Um, And it just kind of like swatted at a couple of fish and didn't really catch one, but then walked right at me. And I was like, I'm going to have to shoot this thing at five, six yards frontal when it hops up onto this log. And I was sitting there, you know, my bow, you know, had tension on the string waiting to draw when I saw the ears come up over the log. And I was sitting on this weave of the log, probably 10 inch diameter, and uh, had my bow about parallel with the ground, you know, getting ready to draw. And I seen its back here, at six yards, and then it stopped, and then it turned and kind of paralleled the log. So and it went down this little dip, and I come up and about half standing up and come to full draw, and I come out of 12 yards and I shot her. And I uh, ended up hitting it kind of far back. So it ran off about 40 yards and stopped, and then just started walking, which is never a good thing for bear. And uh, I sat there and waited as long as I could, I didn't want to have to use a headlamp to get out of there in case she was within eyesight. So I sat there and waited till it got just about dark enough to have to use a headlamp. And then I snuck down the creek the opposite way she went and, uh, came back the next morning and she was 150 yards away. Oh, nice! I rolled it over and I seen that, you know, it was a female and I, I didn't do any like official, uh, measuring or anything, but I had the, the hide hanging up in my shed and I put a tape on her and she was, Six foot four. Wow, nice. Which is really big for a female. So, so
3: you've uh, hunted bears quite a bit. I'm going on a bear hunt in New Brunswick this upcoming yeah. spring. Where do you shoot? Where's your goal?
0: Center, isn't it? So
2: every, That's what I've heard. Everyone says that. Everyone says that the it's not the lungs. And you know, everyone's oh, their lungs are farther back. You know, their lungs are in their ribs, just like me. Mammal, obviously, but their shoulders are a lot like their shoulders are farther forward, a lot like a human. You know, if you stand up and put your arms straight out, if I shoot you through the shoulders, it's it's way up in the front of your chest cavity. Yeah, it's not like an ungulate where the shoulders are set farther back, right? Uh, okay, so as long as you think of it that way, they're not their lungs ain't farther back, their shoulders are farther forward.
3: Okay, that makes so, sense. You know, we always
2: think of, in relation to the core the the crease of the shoulder
0: yeah an ungulate so, does a, so yeah, the, just, the weird like little jog there where it goes out and back in right
2: yeah yeah an ungulate you shoot straight through the shoulders and there's a lot of big blood vessels that come up through the heart too that you, you shoot them behind the shoulder you could hit one of those and that is the front of the lungs but you want to favor back a little bit just well they, they call it the shittle you don't shoot the shoulder you don't shoot the middle you got to shoot them in the shittle
3: Huh, that's right. good terminology. I like it.
1: <laughs> and I, I would say back is better than forward.
2: Yeah, that bear in Alaska, I when it came out of the dip, I thought it would be angling away. And like I said, it was kind of low light, and they're really hard to pick a spot on. They're just a big black blob. And they contort a lot different than any other animal. You know, an elk, a deer, an antelope, or whatever, is a pretty rigid animal. You see when they like, fall down, they have a hard time getting back up. They're kind of a rigid in their shape. But a bear is like a, a mink or something. They're You know, they get real snaky. So, you know, you got to be really, really careful what angles you shoot them at. But I thought it was coming out of that creek and be angled away, and it ended up being angled towards me, and you just, I just couldn't tell. So I hit it in about the back of the ribs and come out about its flank. Oh, no kidding. But that's why I, I backed out and, and gave it some time, but it didn't make it far. But they're, they're cool animals. I really I really enjoy hunting them.
0: I can't believe that you almost skipped over that story. I, when you first said you went to Alaska and you were like, yeah, it was a good trip. It was all right. It was good. You didn't mention anything about killing anything. <laughs> I was like, oh, he must not, you know, tag soup or something, but probably a good trip. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, That's such a good story. So cool.
3: I've never actually, like, I haven't seen a bear in person too much other than, like, off in the distance. So, like, yeah. I'm really looking forward to this New Brunswick bear hunt. I'm going to be... It's going to be weird just to see... Le- I- I'm I'm expecting to see bear off of what I've heard. So it'll just be cool to actually see game animals that I'm hunting on a regular basis, hopefully. Yeah.
2: Are you going to the same I'm spot... That I wanted the
0: to... What's that,
3: Bob? Oh,
1: sorry. What is it, Bob? Are you going up to the same spot like the stick boys are going?
3: Uh, I'm going to the same hunt that Greg Krause went on that's okay. on the push video. Yeah, that New Brunswick. I don't know
1: those guys are up to New Brunswick too, and from what they were saying, it was, it was, I'm assuming you're saying a similar thing. Like, he, well, it he could he be because so
3: this you it was niche It was initially a PBS hunt last year, hmm. and then I think it's still a PBS hunt this year. But we kind of had a group of guys because it's six hunters a week. And we had six hunters, so we didn't really go through the PBS, but it was—it's still kind of a PBS hunt. Yeah, yeah,
1: no. The, the spot they were talking about sounds good. New Brunswick sounds sounds all right from what they've said.
3: And, and for once, I'm the close guy. <laughs>
1: that don't happen often.
3: I mean, it's still eight hours away, but we're the close ones.
1: Yeah.
3: What is? Eight for my, from my understanding, it's just barely in New Brunswick. He like hop over the border from Maine, and 30 minutes later, you're there.
0: Hey, Colton, what, what's what's one thing you could tell Schaefer, like seeing the amount of bear hunts you've been on that were very successful, what's one thing you could tell Schaefer to maybe help him out with the trip? Like what, what what's uh,
3: – I mean, it's a vastly different hunt.
2: I yes, say
0: that I
3: get that.
2: What, well, I mean, we've been than Idaho. So. That's true. But uh, what kind of size are you looking for? Are you just looking to kill a bear?
3: Uh, if it's if it's a bear it's down that it doesn't it's not quite as catchy if it's brown it's down but if if it is a walking bear-like figure i will probably shoot
2: it, probably probably my biggest bit of, of advice is that the best way to shoot a 400 pounds bear is to not weigh a bear most people that talk about how big their bears are are full of shit i
3: think it's no so
2: shoot whatever makes you happy and be happy with what you shoot
3: my goal is not to shoot a bear that ends up being a cub. That I will put that out there solidly.
0: You know the you know the I'm ears solid. thing, right? Um, yeah,
3: the further the ears, the ears are apart yeah. the better.
0: Yeah.
3: Little yeah, tiny ears look like good.
2: If they have big dull ears, then you know, it's a pretty small bear in their legs too, how long. They're, if they look like they got big old gangly legs, it's a pretty small bear but Yeah.
3: And then I'm hoping, I don't know if there's 55 gallon buckets there or not, but I've heard that's a pretty good reference, obviously.
2: Yeah, I would just ask them just straight up and be like, "What's the average size bear here killed?" Because different hunts is is different. You know, you look at our Idaho hunts; we're not shooting big bears. I know. uh, Four hundred pound bear, you could go years without shooting one.
3: My my friend Eric from Great Northern, he went last year, and he passed on a bear the first night, and uh, he he ended up regretting that move. But it was, he said, it's a really good time. No, that, that won't take much. Yeah. And It'd do, be cool do, to get do, like a, a shot color face. If,
2: that would be cool. But just just don't don't wig out. A lot of people mess up shots by just wigging out, you know. They're coming in and, you know, you just kind of blank and shoot them like a deer, you know, angling away. You know, we all want that quarter and away shot with a deer and shoot them in the pocket, but I could in badly with a bear.
1: Yeah, not yeah. like to I would almost think it, say really think it's watch one first. Like Yeah,
2: don't you know,
0: shoot I the first one.
1: Just, or at least not immediately. Like,
0: you No. Know. enjoy yeah. the moment
3: yeah, a little there, bit. If there, if I
1: think if, like seeing a bear a little bit really helps. Like like get used to seeing a bear cuz it's it's kind of weird, man. It's not like watching a deer or nothing. I don't know, not to me. So like it's, it's a different critter.
3: What's the smallest broadhead you'd use on a bear? Just from a – like I've heard the bigger the better just because they soak up blood like a sponge.
2: Bears are soft. They're really, really soft. I shot a bear in Idaho last year was – was I mean, I don't know, I've never weighed a bear. So everyone always asks, you know, what it weighed. Never weighed a bear. But it was, you know, in that 5'10", 5'11", you know, on the verge of poking youngish kind of thing. That's big bear. Uh, yeah, good bear boar a good bear good boar and we did we always cooked their ribs and uh the ribs wasn't much bigger around as your pinky they were a lot smaller than the bear uh, deer ribs so they're very very light boned in the ribs you know, i was going to say i definitely shoulders.
3: heard they're easy to penetrate right and they're high
1: I mean, I them with- you flush them out like it's 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 meat meat Oh, try to get a little less meat like air follicles like, it, there's just not yeah.
2: a lot there. I've shot them with, with tough heads, single-double tough heads. I've shot them with Grizzly Instincts. I mean, I don't know, I've probably shot them with six or seven different broadheads. Broad heads. And yeah. well, two-bladers? If, if you hit them good, there ain't no difference. I've hit them with snuffers, big three-blade snuffers, and they didn't bleed. And I've hit them with small, you know, double-double two-blades, and they bled.
3: That's good to know. My plan is some big old snuffers at the moment.
2: Yeah, I've killed three or four bears with snuffers. I like them. Ain't no wrong with
1: a snuffer. No. I went Th- on these are- kick. I want to see
2: how many animals I could kill with the same snuffer this year, and I made it to seven, and then I shot that deer in the shoulder and lost my snuffer.
0: Oh, bummer. But- you-, you killed seven animals in one year with the same broadhead?
2: Uh, one, two, three, four,
0: five, six.
2: Yeah,
0: that's so.
3: awesome. I've yet to. <laughs> k- that's great. I've yet to kill an animal, or I've yet to kill two animals with the same bow. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's not saying much, because like right now I'm looking at my arrow collection of, you know, success, and it's not a handful
1: yet.
2: So. <laughs> it's a, it's a quickie quiver hanging over in the wall uh four it's it's four add
1: <laughs> a yeah. yeah, judo and it's a quickie quiver worth. yeah and then you got Colton that just washes them off and just shoots them again like it's it's you know different you know yeah, different
3: if drums. i were to shoot as many animals as Colton does i would probably be under the same game plan but when you retire an arrow once every five or six years it's really not that much of a loss no
0: no, makes- Colton, how many different I broadheads did, did you use this year?
2: This year I shot, uh, killed nine animals, seven animals with a snuffer. One was with a, uh, when it was that real windy day, I shot a, uh, um, a Boyer bonehead that wee little single bubble stainless. Yep. Broadhead yep. They, they, they have. I shot my buck with that. And then, uh, I shot a doe with a uh, a um, grizzly instinct, the three blade grizzly instincts. What's What's
0: your favorite to date so far?
2: Um, I, probably if I had to shoot one broadhead of everything, it'd be a, a grizzly Kodiak, the real big, or the inch and three eight, inch and three eighths, or the single yep. levels.
3: Yep. I've been uh, I've been looking at those the for this upcoming year. Level.
2: Yeah, but the snuffer, I mean, antelope, turkey, bear, and deer, I didn't have any issues.
3: Now, were you Did shooting the newer one? snuffers or, like, the Rathar snuffers?
2: Um, it's a 125. I've got a whole bunch of them. i got some 100s, 125s, 145s. I've never got a hold of in the 160s. I was
3: gonna to say, because Dave Darling sent me some of the 160s, and... Yeah. Uh, they are so much larger than I remember the last set of snuffers I had.
2: Ish. I'd say mine are inch an inch and an eighth, inch and a quarter, maybe. Yeah. Probably inch and a quarter.
3: Because I, I have uh, some of the 250 grain VPA inch and a quarters, and uh, the snuffers he sent me make those look small.
2: Oh, yeah. Now,
3: I wouldn't say they make them look small, but they are definitely larger by a I decent amount.
2: Drag a file across them, put a little bit of Vaseline on them, and take them to New Brunswick.
3: That, that is definitely the game plan. I've rec- I took one across a jewel stick a little bit, and it was so easy yeah. to sharpen. It. It's not even funny. It's uh, it, it's nice. Yeah.
2: It's hard to get into the quiver, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're rough on the phone. you got to call Drew. <laughs>
1: get, get some backup foam, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Oh, man, there was a point this year where I I, I went through quite a few broadheads this year for, I guess, fun, and my my quiver foam was looking pretty rough, because it was like three-blade, single-bevel, double-bevel, different three-blade. It was just diced. I
2: always always start out turkey season with a real nice hood foam, and I'm like, okay, this is going to be just for three-blades for turkey hunting, and then you end up shoving two blades in there because bear season comes in and then you, you just ate up. You, uh, you feel like you're going to be all, you know, have a nice hood foam all year and it's just chewed up by the end of it. Yeah.
3: I normally change it out before deer season. That way all the dirt from, you know, shooting 3D targets is no longer yeah. in the, the foam. Or does. Like-
2: that's, that's pretty neat. Uh, July is the only month we don't hunt. And so I always just have a quiver full of broadheads, you know, be it 3d shoots or whatever, just a quiver full of broadheads because there's always something going on to hunt. So I don't get that the mud and stuff. I try to keep the mud out of my hood firm. Cause that stuff will dull your broadheads a lot. Exactly. Yep. Just having them in the hood things. I mean, I've, you know, you got that back broadhead. I always take the first one out when i when I'm hunting. You get that back one out at the end of the year. You're like, holy shit, this is dull.
3: I probably, I'd probably say I touch them up once every other week, yeah. just for.
2: What do you, what do you use for do you do Vaseline or or?
3: I use uh, Spearmint Chapstick because it's extra traditional yeah. with the Spearmint yeah. flavor. Yeah. <laughs> I like. But it. that is uh that is what I use on that the edges. That sounded really good. That's what my dad always used, and that's what I use. And
2: Bob got me on that uh, Hornady One-Shot case lube. It's just that you get in the reloading section. It's just the aerosol. I don't know whether it's just a silicone or something case lube. Yeah. Okay. So, I've tried it a bit. I still do the Vaseline, but...
3: The, uh, the key with the chapstick is to make sure you mark it because you don't want to use it because there's a tidbit of metal <laughs> laced... <laughs> Into the chapstick once you use it for broadheads.
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah, just leave that in the bow case.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's it's good stuff. We're we're breaking new ground here. Yeah, exactly.
1: Spearmint chapstick.
0: Spearmint Spearmint
3: chapstick.
1: chapstick.
0: If you didn't
3: know.
2: Rust retardant.
3: See, my dad was a big fan. So, spearmint chapstick for. The, the heads and then we've always used non-wax or yeah non-waxed dental floss probably like a eight inch section of it tied around the tip of your arrow and then you have a windicator at all times <laughs> yeah. so you know pretty much just go to the the chapstick slash dental aisle and it's really the traditional bow hunting aisle at your yeah. local pharmacy i always uh
2: reserve my string. Right below my knocking point, just for a you know, three eighths of an inch or so with dental floss. Just I like my knocks to fit tighter than they should
3: ridiculously and, tight,
2: uh, <laughs> ridiculously tight. Bob gives me shit about it, but,
3: but hey, it's you, don't right. dr- I mean, yeah. you don't dry fire that way,
2: hey. yeah. You don't dry fire them that way. I shoot split fingers so you can get a little bit too much finger tension and pull your knock off if they're loose. And plus, I hate sitting in a tree stand and your arrow you know gets blown off your riser and then falls down to the ground but and then you know you'll 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 serve that and it'll be you can smell mint when you come to full draw oh nice
3: that's <laughs> kind of like mint when i used to dye feathers with kool-aid <laughs> the first few days was nice <laughs> nice uh, <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> just spelling purple drink
3: <laughs> yeah, pretty much did, <laughs> did it work <laughs> Red drink. the kool-aid yeah
1: oh yeah, yeah works good works.
3: The uh, So, Colton, oh, okay. going back oh, to your uh, your ultra-tight knock fit, right? So the last deer I shot successfully was in 2020, and I've always used one of those arrow holders, one of the quick-lock arrow holders. And it's yeah. amazing when you go to draw back, and the tension of your knock does not, you know, exceed the tension of the quick-lock arrow holder. So your knock comes off the string, and then you have to re-knock that arrow with the deer, you know, within range that you were about to shoot, that click never sounds as loud.
2: I had a a good buddy this year uh, out west uh, do that with an elk. An elk come in, and he went to come to full draw, and his his, uh, arrow holder didn't let go of his arrow, and his string did. And he came to full draw on the bowl, I don't know, well within range, 15 yards, and his arrow just come off his, his string and it's out of the ground.
3: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm very happy I was able to, like, notice what was happening, and I caught the arrow. I don't even remember what happened, but I know it didn't go that far, and I just re-knocked it, but that knock snapping back on the serving sounded about like a gunshot going off in that circumstance.
2: Yeah. yeah, you got to put your finger on both sides of the knock when you do that. Yeah. <laughs> I did that. I learned that in antelope season in a blind.
3: Oh, no kidding.
2: I always thought the arrow not knocked up because I've had <clears> too many bows fall over in a blind and just skewer your blind with your broadhead. <laughs>
3: yeah. Whoa. Why do you have so many holes not through the windows? Let me tell you
2: yeah. about that. just falls over you got to shoot at
3: that is a uh, air vents. That's what we'll call them.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm a big fan of the arrow holder, but I am very conscious at any chance that I get, which is almost every time. Very rarely do I not like pop it off when I'm getting ready to shoot. Yeah, I uh, and I, I bought. If I have time, I'll even like thumb the arrow because I use like the old, like the new stageac model, like the rubber one. Yep. So, like it rotates so. I will like i like you know, you like you pinch the knock and give it a little tug so that you see it come off and then I'll like thumb it up out of the way. Like not it shouldn't be in the way anyway,
2: but I bought one of those. I, too. But, I don't know. But... If those things are made for nine thirty seconds or yeah, nine ths and he was shooting eleven thirty seconds, and maybe it was holding it a little tighter.
3: Yeah, that could be. I know if you're shooting like I shoot Axis and a lot of the time, the quick locks aren't tight enough, unless if you use, like, the little rubber bands that come with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then this year I bought one of those stop-the-drops, and yeah. uh, that is significantly more arrow-friendly as far as arrow diameter goes.
2: What, what bird are you shooting? Me? Yeah.
3: Uh, which which part of Depends the Depends on the day.
2: I was just wondering, because... I used to shoot a black widow and I had a lot bigger issue because the, the small shelf on a lot bigger issue with them falling off with the big stick has a little bit bigger shelf. Yeah, the I big shot, stick
0: definitely has a bigger shelf.
3: I shot my Schaefer for most of the year, which has, uh, Oh, the quick lock from Saunders. And that I usually typically don't have an issue, with, especially with axis that that was a shelf that was built for 2219s to say the least <laughs> yeah
1: yeah a real beefy one
3: Yeah, to the point where that bow if you actually look at like the center of the riser like no, not even the center of the riser the center of the grip it's like a quarter inch to the right of the string it's freaking yeah, it's the, wild yeah it is yeah, yeah it is so cut like, way not, past center
1: the wide wide riser
0: Yeah, Bob, how how far are you past center on your bows?
1: I would say about as I would say about as far as Paul, but my riser is just a lot less fat, so it looks. (laughs) Yeah, I'm 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 like an eighth past for sure. Um, which I think is about the number. It's just or it's so like if you measure mine, mine are like six thousandths. Like if you just measure the window. Yeah. Which is I would say is generally going to be about as low as any bow would go. And then the pass center just really depends on the width of the stock. If that makes sense, like is it a like mine are only inch and three eighths, so then by the time you get to that, it's like an inch and or it's like an eighth pass. But if yeah. you had like an inch and a half or an inch and three quarter, then you're getting up to like a quarter inch pass.
3: Yeah, because I know with with my Schaefer, I was having a lot of issues tuning it because what I found was when I was shooting axes, which are nine thirty second arrow the point was actually pointing inside of the string because of how far past center. So I actually had to space out my side plate to get the arrow pointing outside of the string. And then it also makes sense why that's the only bow I hit my arm with because my hand's literally closer to the, you know, further off to the right. Yeah.
0: Hey, Colton, did you only hunt with your um, Hitman this year or did did you switch up bows at all?
2: No, I just hunt with a hit man. I'm, I just hunt with, with one bow. Got it. I have a hard time switching back and forth. Okay. Actually, well, I was shooting uh for the, for the spring season, I had a bow that I, the one that we talked about on the last podcast where I about blew it up with a silicone. Yeah. The, the yes. Silicone. Oh, yeah. Yes,
1: take takedown. So, yes. so for, as a as a boyer, if anyone's listening and you have a two piece bow, do not put silicone based wax. It's like a, like a bee like string maker's wax or like a toilet bowl wax. Brewed on the street is petroleum jelly works. I haven't used that. I would use a wax, sticky wax. <laughs> I, you
3: know, like I remember the moment Colton terrible. said silicone. I knew exactly where that story was going. Yeah. Wow.
2: So that ended up that ended up kind of. Um, creating some issues with that, with the, 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 tenon on the mortise and tenon, uh, connection of that bow. So actually.
0: That bow's still okay, uh, right? My
2: turkey. Uh, yeah, Bob fixed it and sold it. it was just an issue that, like, I mean, it was, you just had to redo the pocket socket.
4: Oh, good but, job, Bob.
2: Uh, I ended up just JB welding it together into a one piece and doing spring turkey and spring bear with it. And then I had a loaner bow for my antelope, and then I got a a new bow for um, the uh, fall hunts, bear and and the deer.
4: Nice.
2: Actually, it was three different bows, but they were all all Two or 53. Yeah, Yeah. same thing. Uh, Pretty close, yeah.
3: How long does it take you to get comfortable
2: with a bow? Um, it It was all the same, pretty much the same, so... It didn't take long at all.
0: Same bow, yeah. Sixty two 52,
2: 53. I think I think the loaner ended up being like fifty four at my draw length, thirty. And then oh uh, this one's fifty two thirty. So two pounds, it didn't take no no time. Uh,
0: obviously there's a there's a drastic difference between grips and the hitman and the assassin. Um yeah. but I definitely shoot my hitman just like I shot my assassin.
2: Like, yeah like my as I'll accurately. You, was that the last was that the last Hitman you made? Or the last Assassin you made?
1: Uh, Bob? no. There, I mean, uh, there was probably a handful in there but it would have been towards the end for sure.
2: Yeah, the, the Hitman's definitely zippier.
0: Yeah. There's a, um. There, there's a, there's there's lot different what's that
1: the grip is different
0: the grip is way different
1: riser but i've just based but i feel like it's it still has what made it good i've just sleeked it down so that you don't like there's just not all the excess like the extra stuff yeah the rise the The riser is a little
0: more streamlined and the grip is i i really i like the grip a lot
1: bulbous was a word i heard describe it once bulbous
2: yeah. Up, yeah. And I you, even you, I even asked you to do it a little bit more high grip, high wrist because I shot a widow and
0: I like the way you know, I like I the even, widow. Do you do you still have your widow or no?
2: Yeah, yeah, I ain't gonna ever get rid of it.
0: No way. I I I, I, I that's what I hunted with this year. Man, I love that bow. I, I love it.
2: I would tell you you go back from you know, from a uh low poundage longbow, that thing feels like a tuning fork going off in your hand, but and they shoot good. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I I like my widow. It's so different. I I just I I have to get a longbow kill. I have not killed anything with a longbow yet, so that that's kind of this next season, twenty twenty three is going to be the year of the longbow. Year
1: of the longbow. Like the guy, you like the recurves more.
0: I I and you know what? I don't know why. Schaefer and I had this conversation the other day, and I was like, I shoot that hitman better than any other bow i own and i shot my assassin better than any other bow i own and i don't gravitate towards long bows. i gravitate towards recurves and i don't know why uh, i think
1: so you, they're pretty recurvy
0: they're, they are I'm, recurvy this is true i'm like uh, almost the like opposite the what's that colin
2: do you like the weight of it you think 'Cause that was with the black widow especially, I really like the weight. No, dude, usually evolved,
0: you, like this Usually I'm more I happy shooting a lighter. As as I'm usually ha- happy shooting something lighter, but for some reason the widow works. I don't I don't know because I mean I was about no, to say you might like shooting something
3: lighter, but that doesn't mean you shoot it better.
0: Yeah. The the widow, uh my my the widow I'm shooting doesn't have a ton of mass weight to it. Like there's no G ten in it or anything. It's it's um it's an all wood riser basically. It's all wood, so. yeah. So it, it, it's still heavy for a bow, but it's not like. It's also like, a PCH. Yeah, it's a PCH, and it's 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 not um, it's definitely not G10. Um, yeah, no. But I I feel happier shooting a lighter bow, like when I was shooting when I was shooting bare bow, and all those guys were putting weights in their bows. I was the guy without weights in his bow. You know I didn't like I didn't like yeah. a heavy mass riser
1: I mean I'm not the guy to say but I imagine there's just like a happy medium in
3: there I would assume so yeah. that's a good
1: somewhere between 10 ounces for a bare debo or something and then six pounds for a aluminum setup or whatever like there's gonna be a happy medium in there somewhere right I know, I've always
0: described it too. What's that?
2: It's all in what you like and what you can shoot personally. Yeah,
0: sure, and that, that's what's, that's that's pretty wild. About it is everybody's different. Everybody likes has a different preference, you know.
2: Yep. <laughs> you uh, all I've all... like, you, know, well, you hear all these people like you know pressing one one thing you know from their experience, but that's the beauty of traditional archery. Like you can, it's ninety percent of what you have confidence in and what you like the looks of, and yep, you know you, yeah.
0: I'm not going to start ragging on people, but there's a lot of people that say this is the only way, this is the only thing, this is the only piece of equipment, and that is so far from the truth. There are so and, many ways and, to skin a cat in this, in this endeavor. That's
3: why I thoroughly enjoy posting videos of myself plucking the crap out of a string <laughs> and still shooting well, Or what I like to think why, as well. do
2: you, do you still have that, that video of me that you like to see every few minutes?
1: Yeah, I, yeah I, I might.
0: Schaefer's got the big, the best pluck, but he—I think he outshot every like the 30 people we shot with at Etar. He outshot everybody. Yeah, I don't have that it's many. consistent on the
3: back of the. the it's, a
0: hat, hat of it's a consistent right. plug. It's a consistent plug.
3: As I usually that matters. As, best, as I usually post on my Instagram stories, embrace the pluck.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I get a kick out of the people who are are, are wound up to I, the point where they, they can if you're not shooting this arrow, this 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 string, this yeah. bow, this limbs combination, you're not doing it right. Well no, that's wrong.
3: I yeah. I find that when I am just shooting my bow and I could care two craps about how I am shooting my bow, I shoot way better. Mm-hmm. Then like, I either have to focus 110% on form or just don't yeah. care at all. And it's a lot more
0: fun to not care at all. <laughs> yep. And what if it, whatever you're shooting, if it's putting a smile on your face, it's working. It's doing exactly what it's supposed to do. Exactly.
2: And, and you fire, I mean, how many errors do you fire a year at a target that you're just doing for fun? And then how many errors do you fire at an animal year?
0: Exactly. Exactly. Oh, well, this is awkward. Like you're- I don't want to even count. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, you guys, you guys talk about, you know, me hunting a lot and, you know, big game animals. I shot 12 arrows this year at animals. Yeah. 12 arrows. Like you think about like, you know, everyone wants to talk about like the best for hunting this and that, like, but most of your, your shooting is just having fun in your backyard and whatever you shoot better at your deer target and stuff. You're going to, you're going to enjoy it a lot more.
4: Absolutely. You're going to
2: enjoy the process and that's, that's, that's more important than, you know, it's just enjoying traditional archery is, is the main point, the yep. main part. Yep.
1: Yeah. Well, like you've mentioned, uh, you've mentioned like <coughs> what people like is like the time that like they select Excuse the me. time, which I think is pretty accurate, Colton. Select like
0: the what? What is it? Like
2: you
1: you mentioned like like what they think traditional archery is is like a, a like a time that they've selected in a yeah,
2: time life. period in, in traditional yeah. archery, you right. know and. Oh yeah, like yeah, I've heard like it, I I, I heard love the Paul uh,
1: Schaefer time period,
0: or the Fred Bear time yeah. period, or the Glenn St. Charles, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right,
2: you know, I've, I've heard it. i heard referred to as, as we're, we're uh, um all I just thought, had it uh, like we're reenactors, you know. But that's yeah. part of it, you know. We're we're dressing in flannel, or you're dressing in old school camos, you know. If your idea of traditional archery is the Fred Bear era. You know, the, you know, or, the, you the area. or maybe it's, yeah, or maybe it's the, uh, uh, Saxon Pope and Art Young era, you know, and it's just getting out and enjoying yourself and, and there's, there's such a wide array, you know, we get all lumped up in traditional archers, but within the traditional archery community, there's, there's so many little, little, you know, we're all different niches yeah there's, there's little niches within the traditional archer community and you can't say you've got to shoot this you got to shoot that or you got to do this you got to do that yeah there's some people that, that don't even care about hunting there's some people that will go out and shoot every 3d shoot in their area and, and go out and, and dress up and but that's what they enjoy and that's what you should yeah. enjoy
0: I, sh- I shot with a group last night and one of the guys never shot before and uh when he was done shooting, he I was like, what'd you think? He's like, well, I really liked it, but I don't have any interest in hunting. I was like, yeah, you don't yeah. need to hunt just to shoot a bow, dude. Just shoot your bow. He's like, oh. Some of,
2: my, some of my good buddies, you know, they'll come there and they're shooting aluminum arrows and they'll they'll have their, you know, their flannel shirts on and they're, their, you know, all this stuff. And they ain't hunted in years. Yeah. yeah. But they love traditional archery.
0: That's all that matters. You don't have
2: to go... Uh, yeah, they're doing it wrong.
0: It was funny. I tried to explain this to him. I was like, dude, you don't have to hunt to shoot a bow. Archery's... I mean, like, you know... I hunt for two months a year, three months a year, three months a year probably, but I still shoot a bow with the other nine. So... All right. Yeah. So
3: now I'm curious. If you each had to choose a generation oh. or one of those time periods, which one would you choose? Me personally...
2: Late 80s, early 90s? All right, yeah. Well, that's pretty I accurate. Like that. I kind of like the, the, the hard, like, like what I would consider like the hard hunters, you know, and, and 70s, I guess, too. But, you know, like Gina Barry Wenzel, uh, Paul Greener, uh, Rosie Roseland, Paul Schaefer, Bart Schleyer, that's that's traditional archery to me.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I would... I'm about the same but I'm, I'm going G Fred. I'm going hard on the G Fred. If it ain't a big horn yeah. recurve, that's just what I picture. I don't know. Yeah. It's cover yeah. of instinctive yeah. new, That's just it. I don't know. Yeah. That, that would be mine.
3: Yeah. I would have to say I'm like the, the Paul Schaefer in the Wenzels. But then I also grew up watching all of Bill Langer's traditional adventures videos, which is, yeah. I'm pretty sure why I have like the love I like, I don't personally, like, own a three-piece Black Widow at the moment. But, like, whenever I think about buying one, it is strictly because I grew up watching his videos.
2: You remember is they used that? all shoot the, uh, the, uh, whatever the aesthetic defect was that made him just spray paint them all black?
3: He had a, he had a, I think it's a black PSA with snake skins on the back. And that's just, that was, like, his go-to bow forever.
2: And I can't remember what happened. It was something, something happened that they would just... Like black them out and then sell them. I thought that was a thing. I, I might be wrong. It could be. You ready? I always thought that was cool. But Go here. for it.
0: I, I'm, I'm a Leap bloomer. Tread, Tread Barda. That era. Tread I, Barda. I, I'm not
2: I'm
3: even bad. mad. I'm I, not even mad at that. I,
0: I love Tread Barda. I've always love, loved Treadbarda. Have, <laughs>
2: yeah. have you ever shot a Barda
0: bow? What's that? Colton what?
2: Have you ever shot a Barda bow?
0: His bow, the one he had? Yeah. No, I haven't. I looked for one for a little while. Who who made that? Was it Martin? Bart I think it was
2: yeah. Martin. I, I, I believe it was a 64-inch Martin Savannah, essentially.
0: I looked for one uh, for Buddy a while. Martin. I couldn't find one.
2: Buddy Martin, Kyle Jewell had one, and it was a one of the best. I still think Martin Savannah was the best production longbow ever made, like mass for these longbows. Yeah, and it was just a sixty-four inch Martin Savannah. They were incredibly good bows. Yeah. I've
0: I've always loved like like when I think of traditional archery, what got me wanting to do it, it was Tred Barda and it was Fred Eichler, like early yep. Fred Eichler when he was shooting the Palmers and stuff, and that's that's those guys are the guys I was watching. I was like, I really want to do that someday.
3: See, the ironic thing is, Chris and I actually watched the same videos. I was just five. I was
0: twenty. <laughs>
2: <laughs> ask bob about my uh, uh fred eichler dvd i'm sure he's watched it a time or two. Oh yeah bob
1: about it? i thought i gave you i thought i gave you one
2: <laughs> no i have well, oh I, I had one i bought it in like 2007 and i've watched it i couldn't even count it how is, many
0: times. is it an Eastern no, bow hunting or is it traditional only? Traditional
2: harvest. Like one, two,
1: three, fours. Yeah.
0: Traditional harvest. I have I have all those. They're great. Oh yeah.
1: I got like burn copies <laughs> that just work anymore.
0: <laughs> the the
3: traditional harvest videos and the instinct uh, the traditional adventures, those were like Schaefer's Saturdays.
0: I yeah. you just I I can't get I don't know those those are my two guys they were my go to they're my my uh, hey they, that I, looks cool I want I do always that. get very excited when somebody gets the reference 180 pounds
3: of blue twisted steel. steel yep now now granted <laughs> I might have to bump those numbers just a little bit but I still say the blue twisted steel
1: dude and I automatically think of that guy trying to haul that dude in the canoe out of the pond like with a and he's like ah. He pulled too hard and he tipped the whole canoe and the moose and the guide in the, the pond. Like, what am I supposed to do? I'm 180 pounds. Of blue, twisted twisted steel. seal. I love it. what <laughs> power.
0: I love Tred. He's the. He was the yeah. man. Oh, yeah. no he, if if there's one person I think we could get on this podcast, it would be Tread Barda. I would like. I was best alive that or is dead. I would love to have a conversation with him. That is a man that passed away
3: before the podcast era. And he would have been such an amusing and oh amazing guest to have
0: on a podcast. He would have been a riot. Yeah. Yeah. He he embodied the traditional archery spirit. He just didn't give a crap. He was out for the fun of it. And if he killed something cool, if he didn't, he didn't care. I loved it.
2: And that's what I loved about it, the the amount of the amount of excitement that's generated from traditional archery. I mean, you know, the Tread Barda, the Fred Asbell, I mean, Fred Asbell, or sorry, uh, Fred Eichler. Fred Eichler. Fred Eichler, yeah. Eichler getting so excited about, you know, shooting something. And I definitely share that, you know. At, that's probably Get the excited. reason,
0: that's probably why the reason I, I gravitate towards those guys was because, like, they'd shoot a doe and Eichler's losing his mind. I was like, I want to have that kind of fun haunting, you know? I, yeah. I don't think I'll ever forget the clip after he shoots the moose.
3: When he's just like completely freaking out, did you see that? And he's
0: just like, what? What about? What uh, about the, uh, the? He shot the grizzly bear, and like he was standing up immediately after he shot it. He wanted to run over it, and the guide was like, "No, no, you can't do that." And the guy was like you, seriously you concerned.
4: <laughs> he's like, oh, "I just okay. shot a grizzly bear."
0: <laughs> oh, I must have watched that a hundred times. I laugh every time because the guide is like, "Dude, you're gonna get killed if you go over there." Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, he was ready to
2: go. <laughs> and, I, and I don't ever watch the Outdoor Channel. I don't. I don't have a, a cable and stuff. But I, when I come, you know, to a buddy's house and I watch the Outdoor Channel, you just don't see that anymore. No, it's more you, you know, because they expected to they expected to kill it because they went and paid five thousand dollars to do this, or you know, well, the that yeah. grizzly bear hunt was was expensive, but you know. They go to these high success hunts and it's just expected to kill something and they're shooting, you know, the easiest possible equipment, and there just isn't that level of just excitement. The like I believe that was his first grizzly and that was his second or third hunt for grizzlies.
3: Yeah. You want to talk about the whole like we were talking about shooting form earlier. Fred Eichler is the pinnacle of somebody that you watch shoot, deadly accurate has shot every large animal species in North America, man plucks like a mother.
2: <laughs> and sometimes he holds. He does whatever he has
1: to. Yeah, he'll, exactly. he'll
0: snap oh, yeah. shoot, sometimes he'll hold. It's
1: sometimes it's holdy. There's a video oh. of him shooting split, and then he immediately switches to three under and just puts three more in the same <laughs> target. Like yeah, like the man's just throwing rocks at a can or something. It don't matter. He's just going to hit it. It's fine.
2: Yeah, oh. And I've seen some videos of, on YouTube of some people that were you know, really, really dead set on, you know, a shot process and holding and doing all this and counting the blah, 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 all this big long. And then, you know, they, they have a video of them shooting an animal and they had to have plucked, you know, to do the shot and they plug the string and do the shot. And, you know, it's some, sometimes you have to, sometimes you have to hold, sometimes you have to shoot fast. Sometimes you got to snap shoot. It's, and that's, you know, if you're just hunting, if, if your main focus is hunting, you definitely have to be, you have to have control of your shot, 100%. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And be able to hold, you know, I've come to full draw, I've shot the year before last. I come to full draw and waited for him to walk out in the opening. I don't know how long I was a full draw, but it wasn't, it definitely wasn't a snapshot. And then sometimes you just, as soon as you hit the corner of your mouth, you're like, oh, my God, I got away with this. And boom, you shoot.
0: Yep. It, it's funny how that all changes when there's an actual real animal in front of you. You can do, I mean, at least, at least I, I hope you can you can do what's necessary for the situation you're in. You know?
2: Yeah. I think it's important to, to practice that, though. A lot of people, you oh, know, like, oh, I, I shoot at a five count. And then they're out there, their bow is straight up and down, and they draw back on their target from... 17 yards, the same as the last 10,000 shots and, mm-hmm. you know, do all this stuff and shoot. Well, that's really cool if you're just going to shoot a target, but sometimes you got to be crouched. Sometimes you got to be kneeling. Sometimes you got to be, you know, your bow is about sideways with the ground or, or in a level. tree, in a tree. Yep. Or in a tree. Yeah. Like you gotta, if your, if your goal is to, to, to hunt, if that's your goal, you got to be well versed. And I think, you know, shooting 3d is a, is a huge part of that
3: definitely that you, you would enjoy shooting 3d with chris and i
0: because it's
3: oh, very rarely from the stake
0: we i was yeah. at the the place i shot at last night it was a really really nice indoor range and uh i don't think i was like this was purposely set up but there was a buck and there was like a, a set of like two like fence right there's two fence posts And there was maybe six or eight inches in between the two fence posts. Well, it just so happened that if you went up high to like the, so there's an upstairs and a downstairs you could shoot from. And if you went to the upstairs, you could hit the buck on the other side of those two posts and, uh, and drill it right in the, in the, in the vitals. So I'm, I'm the only traditional guy. And then there's, well, two, me and my buddy are shooting traditional. And then the rest of the guys are all compounds and I'm shooting in between these posts and I'm having such a good time. And, uh, this this compound guys like w- w- what are you doing over there I'm like well I'm shooting that buck in between those two posts and he's like I, I want to do that and he he comes over and he, like he I think he nuked like one or two arrows but he finally did it and he was like this is the greatest thing ever <laughs> he, those those guys don't take those shots i i mean like all the shots i took last night were between trees and like like craps in the way and i don't think those compound guys like they they don't they don't look for that fun in that in that, that shot
3: That type of stuff can be very contagious. Mm -hmm. So, like, at ETAR, Chris and I, and, I mean, it's something that I've always done, like, in my group. Chris just happened, we shot with Chris this year. But, like, you do it, and the group behind you sees you do it, so they do it, and then the group behind them sees them do it. And next thing you know, there is this random tree that's not even relevant to where the stake is that has just a ton of arrows in it.
0: Yeah, I yeah. love that. I love that. But like, I I think it, I I don't know. Whatever. It's fun. It's fun to do stuff like that. And and I mean, my how, personal. How many arrows did I break when... up on that on that on that course? Like four.
3: Oh my goodness! I was hey. about to say my personal favorite there's there's this one target. And you know the sound when you like take a branch and you break it over your knee, like it's just that very audible like cracking noise. So we we go to take this shot. It was it was quartering two, and. I guess there was probably like a four-inch you know, sapling in front of it. So Chris shoots, and his arrow just makes that exact noise of breaking Correct. a branch over your knee. And without even thinking about it, just grabs another arrow, takes the same shot, and does the same thing twice. Just two arrows nuked 30 seconds apart.
0: It's cool. I can make more. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: Have you guys thing. noticed like, the people that are really good shots with traditional bows, they don't care about their arrows?
0: I, <laughs> I, I I don't and and uh, yeah I I know Bob was picking on me about my my freshly painted arrows I'm gonna nuke these as soon as I can, and I'm okay. Yeah.
1: And that's all that matters at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, because I'll make more. As, I, I, make as long as Carson keeps going cutting and and cutting up like reclaimed trees and stuff, I will continue to blow up arrows. It's great. Some Somebody- I, I, this
3: is one reason I am a very big fan of my 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 axis setup is because by the time I'm
0: done making those,
3: I don't have to care about them because they just don't break.
0: So somebody was picking <laughs> on me. Uh, somebody, somebody messaged me yesterday or the day before, and they were like, yeah, you got to get rid of those gateway feathers. I was like, dude, these <laughs> gateway feathers are like 20 bucks for 50 and for, for an arrow's lifespan in my life, it's not worth spending any more on any other feathers because they're just going to be... I always be
2: the, like the gateway arrows. They're stiffer.
0: the the, the feathers yeah they're, they're gonna they're, they're gonna end up in my burn barrel i'm not gonna spend a lot of money on these.
4: yeah
0: <laughs> uh, whatever so i got I, the painting part's free i can do that myself whatever i don't care but i i don't know i'm cheap i guess and plus i blow stuff up so that's me and my arrows that's
2: definitely i mean i, I go through i'd say a dozen to a dozen and a half arrows a year,
0: and child's you know, play, right? You got to bump those are rookie numbers. You got to bump those numbers <laughs> up.
4: <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm, yeah, I mean,
0: I I'm like does in does. the six to eight dozen. <laughs> what? Oh, that's crazy. They're woodies. They they that is crazy. <laughs>
1: That's a little steep, man. You need to get them numbers down. <laughs> there's,
0: there's
3: a
1: happy medium in there somewhere. Bump them numbers down, buddy. Uh,
2: I, <laughs> I remember when I shot aluminum, I went through three and a half dozen one year, and I was like, I've got to do something different. No, no. But in your
3: defense, you're
0: shooting carbons.
3: The, so yeah. There was a post the other day about somebody questioning how people bend so many aluminums. He's like, I've shot aluminums for 30 years, and I've bent like three in my life. I'm like, I look at an aluminum, and it bends. That guy's never shot past 15 yards. I
2: and bent three or four.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I like shooting stupid shots, and I shoot wood arrows, and I mean, the Doug Furs are pretty forgiving. I've, I've knocked them off rocks plenty of times, and they've come back fine and then i shoot them in the dirt and they blow up and it's like how'd that happen but i mean whatever i i like shooting wood arrows so i'll I'll take that the worst comes the worst you break them you just retaper them and glue a point back on
3: see some people like bob don't have that luxury
1: hey i'm cutting arrows now
0: Yeah, see bob i got 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 about six inches hanging out the off the front of my shelf right now so i got lots of room to work with
1: i don't have that much i got like an inch cut off or something that's
0: about it. I don't think I went through six. To, I I probably went through, I probably went through about three or four dozen last season, um, and that's between multiple bows. But I mean, I shot the same dozen out of what's a bow I shot all year long? My bear, my bear takedown. I probably sh- shot the same dozen out of that all season last year. But I, I break I, a lot. I break a lot of arrows. I'm not going to bullshit you. I, I break arrows. Uh,
3: I, I usually I make two anyway. dozen a
0: year. What's that?
2: Schaefer? Oh, I'll, oh I'll, I'll,
3: yeah. I, I said I usually make two sets a year, one for just like the 3D season, and then I like to go into hunting season with a fresh set. <laughs> I and That's I,
2: usually
3: did, my did yearly.
0: You, did you see the, the picture that Ben Mar posted yesterday? Oh yeah, well, he had like three trees worth of woods land there. there. There was like a forest of dog fur on his floor. Did you see that or no? I, w- I did. Yeah, I strive for that. I w- I want to have that many arrows, but I want to I want them built.
1: And then you just have that many broke
0: ones. <laughs> yeah, whatever. That's fine. <laughs> I like building them, and it's they, I, I I'm okay breaking them because building them is so much fun.
1: It is fun building them for sure. mm Hmm. I just don't have time now.
0: Well, you're building. You're <laughs> building other things,
1: Bob. My creative juices are gone. I'm done building arrows.
2: The last thing Bob wants to do is build more shit when he gets off work. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> right. If I'm lucky, I'll build myself a bow so that I have one at all times. Which that's that's <laughs> tough to go sometimes. I've been pretty good lately, but there's been months in the past year where I just don't have a bow. <laughs> How many many times through May, I have no bow.
0: Do you sell sell your bow?
1: Oh, yeah. All the time.
0: What's the longest you've owned a bow for?
1: Uh, Probably not a year. A year.
2: Would it be Gianna or Phil tags?
1: Oh, actually. Is
2: Gianna still around?
1: Yeah, she got sold, but she's around. I ain't heard from her lately. She ain't been calling. But uh, as far as I know, she's still out and about.
0: She uh, brandy love, though.
1: Phil and Tags is actually laying in the room, so it's uh, however old that is. But he's pretty much just retired. I thought I was going to have to get him out this year. What's his name? Phil and Tags. This is when I started doing names, uh, yeah, and I the, wasn't quite that, down with it yet. I didn't have it dialed.
0: Yeah, but you got dialed now.
1: So it's like Philip North, Northman Tags. So Phil and Tags, like N is his middle initial. It's, it's really cute. Ah, I think that's I a good bow name.
0: But it's not a stripper. I don't get it.
1: It's not. Right, right, <laughs> it's not right. we, really, uh, we really went some places since then. I think this was like the first one I named, though. <laughs> <laughs> this,
2: was an, this was an eighteen. You know how that all came about? What's that? It's you sitting we around a you. campfire, and we we're like, he was wanting to build me a bow, and we we're like, who would you like to spend a, a little bit of time on the mountain with? <laughs>
1: Lisa Ann and I was
2: like, well, he was like, well, Gianna, and I was like, well, Lisa Ann. So that's how that all.
1: Yeah, <laughs> clean up. And then she just really went downhill since then.
2: Have,
0: yeah. Has anybody got a bow with a stripper's name on it, and they're just like, what?
1: Oh, I'm sure.
2: Gianna, yeah, Gianna yeah, got the like,
1: well, Yeah, all of them had it, and like I would sell them, and then just be like, "Who's that?" And I'd just be like, "Oh, it sounds like a nice girl. I'd like." To be. <laughs> <laughs> Childhood friend, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Childhood friend.
0: Wasn't one of them somebody's grandmother though?
1: What? Oh, was that? I don't know. There was one that was somebody's grandma.
0: Okay, never mind. And we'll move on. um Colton, what, what's your boat? <laughs> <That> I got awkward. <laughs> no, I, I thought I thought somebody had their grandmother's name put on it.
1: Oh, some people have named theirs like off of people they've known, like commemorative bows. So yeah, that might have been the
0: case. Okay, all right, never mind. Um, Colton, what's the name of your bow right now? Uh, Sheila. Sheila.
2: She's named after that because when I went to Australia, I found a dead buffalo and I kicked the horns off of it and I packed them all the way back to Iowa. And gave him to Bob, and uh, the horn tips on my limbs, and then in front of the riser is is a cut section of that. So, yeah, you, know, you, you remember on a uh, crocodile Dundee when he goes up and he grabs that uh, I guess we we have to call it a uh,
0: adult answer. Uh, uh,
2: no, a uh, a. Oh a yes, yes, yes,
0: yes, 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 yes. Get, get your mind about a, a trans person. woman. A trans woman, you guys right.
2: That trans woman? And he's like, that's not a Sheila. Yes. Yeah, so
0: that's, that's Sheila. That's... <laughs>
1: so it's just like a generic name for a lady. It's just like a lady.
0: Yeah,
2: it's like an Australian generic name for a lady. A How Sheila. long did it take you guys to come up with that? They
1: usually come pretty quick. Uh,
2: six or seven bush lights Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like it ain't that I mean it ain't like it takes like months or anything.
0: No, but that's that's genius. I mean Australia and, yeah, it's perfect.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you just get like a vibe and you're like Australia. I'm sure he's just like Australia, what
0: are we thinking today? <sighs> oh man, I love it.
1: Boomerang, Crocodile Dundee.
0: Great movie. <laughs> Fantastic movie. Fantastic two movies. The second one was even okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah, one I I, got, I was going to name now, my boat. But she's Can okay. I said, I got Norma Jean
0: now, but she's okay. She's nice. I like that. And, Sounds like a good girl.
1: Yeah, I was just watching that ridiculous Marilyn Monroe documentary. I only made it like 20 minutes in. Turns out her real name was Norma Jean. So I said, well, that's handy. And then I wrote around my boat the next I day. I like that.
2: I like that. I like that?
1: that. Yeah. <clears throat> Otherwise you think of like some names sometimes and it's like your like friend's kid and you're like, Well no, that one's out like <laughs> yeah. or like a friend of your like just like a friend like an- another person you know and you're like no that's out like that hey, that's weird. So it's not too tough though. You gotta, gotta Are ham- you this is- that's
0: hot. I'm trying to think of one and I can't come up with one right now. <laughs>
2: I uh, the bow I had before this was uh, <laughs> uh, Phyllis. Yeah, and it sounds like a history teacher or something, though. Phyllis was uh, you remember in the uh, 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 the Water Boy? Yeah. The last letter that his dad wrote was, "I've got two loves now: big city living and a voodoo woman named Phyllis." We
0: have to remember. <laughs> oh. oh my God.
1: He's just He's a name and machine. That's
0: all he is. is <laughs> Pure gold.
1: He's a name and machine. He's just like a name generator.
0: I don't know. I like. I like where they're going. I'm. I'm. And I mean, I got a thing for Brandy Love. So my oh, wife, when she saw that country bow,
1: country fifty
0: does. Did I tell you about this? My wife, when she saw that bow, she's like, "Who's Brandy Love?" I was like, "I don't know." Bob just names him. Good
1: one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she's a professional woman.
0: She's a she's an actress,
1: a business woman. Business, all business. Yeah. She's worn a lot of tuxedos. A lot of business suits. A lot of business suits. Oh. Been in a lot of offices.
0: Oh my. Uh what what else we got to cover Shafer? Ugh.
2: We got a element.
4: <laughs>
2: He's blushing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, Cole. the jokes that come to mind. Colton, we got to get you a Skype account so you can see what's going on. Yeah,
2: he, he you, was... are you skyping with Bob? Mm-hmm. Oh My yeah. yeah. Out mm-hmm. On mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Shit. Oh yeah. Well, you're you're missing out on walking around in a uh, in a uh, uh, pink and aqua blue room that was my buddy's daughter's and after she moved out I kicked her out and this is my room now so when I come back to West Virginia this is this is my room I didn't know it was pink and aqua for like three years that's that's because of, uh, by the time I make it in here I'm normally too drunk to, to see colors <laughs> so all
3: the two just kind of blurred together
2: just to <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. a nice green that's pretty good
0: Bob what what did we miss tonight so far anything
1: no I don't don't think
3: so this this has been a good second edition of
0: this has been a, a good 50th episode anniversary
3: I'm trying to figure out what we'll name it a little bit of everything
0: Shit, yeah. sh- shit show, dumpster fire. No, that's a good one.
1: Well, we'll just let Colton name it.
0: Colton. <laughs> you, got, you got about 30 seconds. Let's hear it.
2: Oh, man.
0: Only Bows. You can only name Bows.
4: Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can't name it after a stripper.
2: No. Uh, they're not strippers they're professional
0: dancers, entertainers. adult adult entertainers A-
2: adult film stars
0: actresses
2: actresses I think
1: it, I think it should be like uh, uh, history of archery professional business women and lost <laughs> organs
0: I think we can go with that that works out wait what was the last
2: part and, and just lost organs
0: lost organs i okay yeah there's our there's our title
2: lost organs. i like that
3: okay i'm so, trying to remember <laughs> when i had bob on my podcast i think the episode was like bow building christmas shopping and random stuff with bob
0: smith yeah. <laughs> and it's probably yeah. accurate
1: it was very but, accurate
0: and now we have what do we call this again
1: Traditional archery history, professional business, women, and lost organs in the in the in the hunting. You know, it's
0: all good. All right. <laughs> I don't have a pen, but Schaefer, you better write that one down because I can't remember. See, luckily for me, I'll just write it right on my desk. There you go. Oh, I do have a pen. There's a pen. It's That's behind. Great, it's, great, eh? it's behind that beer can. Uh, guys, anything else you want to cover before we wrap this up?
1: No, I don't, I don't think so. I Any cover. major
0: I, yeah. or major revelations?
1: No, 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 uh, nothing, no, no, nothing that I need. Like I feel like I need to share. No. So,
0: so Colton, you're wrapping up a, a day of rifle hunting tomorrow, and then are you jumping in the truck and heading right out? Or are you are you? Uh, you got a little road trip ahead of you. What's up?
2: He, he coming to my house? Yeah, I'm on a rifle hunt. Yeah, I'm coming to Bob's on Sunday, but I'm on a rifle hunt. I'm actually heading up. Uh, I. I'm gonna pick, go pick up a boat. I bought a boat to try to do some more hunting, to so do some a little bit more access stuff out west. I sold a boat before I moved out there, and then got out there and realized that there's a lot of big water that my boat would be handy on. Mm-hmm. So I contacted the guy. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go meet him tomorrow morning and buy it, and then I've got to redo uh uh. Put, Put bearings in it, maybe replace the hubs. I don't know yet. And then replace What's, tires, do all kinds of stuff. And then where,
0: Where's that location?
2: The bottom, Sunday. The boat? Yeah. It's up in Parkersburg, West Virginia. Oh, okay. About an hour away. Okay. And then I'm going to spend, well, tomorrow evening, yeah, I'm going to that rifle hunt. And i will be up with my buddy Jordan and I'm going to shoot the shit and shoot some bows.
0: Where are you spending New Year's?
2: Uh, What day is New Year's? Saturday?
0: Saturday, thank you. Yeah. Well, Sunday
2: probably is New Year's.
0: Year's. Saturday is New Year's, New
2: Year's Eve. Day is yeah, probably with the family. I want to spend one more day because I've been spending too much time hunting when I'm supposed to be at home moving in the family.
0: Yeah, I gotcha. And then you're going to rush out to. uh...
2: Iowa. Yeah, Bob's is about halfway to my house. So I'm going to drive out Sunday and it's about 12 hours. So if I leave in the morning, gas stops and everything, I should be there. Seven or eight o'clock. Excellent. Then I think we're going to shoot bow and hang out a day, day and a half, whatever. And then I'm going to head back east. Excellent.
0: West, so, east, west.
1: Home about Wednesday. Yeah, head, head back west. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Well, got it. Now, that sounds good. West, yeah.
0: Bob, any any uh, huge New Year's plans? You guys going clubbing or anything?
1: Uh, just right here in Rockwell. We'll be going to the uh, Bamrick. New Year's Eve party. Uh, Excellent. Chickie will be making a lovely moose spaghetti soup. Oh, uh, delicious. People to, to uh, dive into. Excellent. Uh, so, yeah, doing that, and then Colton's coming, and i uh, got a few more bows, and then our late season ends on the 10th of January. Haven't done any of that yet, uh, so I was going to maybe try to go out there that last week. So...
2: I got him some muzzleloader bullets that I casted for him. I'm going to talk him into taking fancy out. Yeah,
0: buddy.
1: Yeah.
0: We yeah, like yeah. muzzleloaders.
2: So,
1: you know, I'm going to cap off my best month with just another just go hunt for a week right out the gate. You know, mediocre but Perfect.
0: I want, I want to fill a tag on New Year's Eve. Mm. That's my goal. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. That'd be cool.
2: You need to look into, you need to come out next year. Yeah, I know. You sent me after. that text. Was a mule deer doe pack.
0: Mule deer doe, like
2: 90 bucks.
0: and what do you think, like four days?
2: Yeah, I mean, you can come out on a, you fly out. I'll come pick you up at the airport, and we'll just go back and hunt four or five days, and three, four days. I'm sure we could shoot a mule deer.
0: Okay. Man, that sounds like a plan. Well, if I can get that one past the wife, I got to figure this uh, the whole vacation thing out. Excuse me. Um, I would like to do that. That'd be fun. Be a good time. I think so. I think it would be. I gotta I gotta I gotta practice my Because uh, I, I keep my shots within fifty yards. i probably have to be good out to hundred out there, right?
2: Uh, I shot one earlier this year. I think I ranged it afterwards and it was about sixty two.
0: Yeah. I did shoot a dough two years ago. It's seventy something. So just yeah. a little more, a little bit more practice in the summer. That's all right. Yeah. I think I think it depends on how Kalamazoo goes, but I think I'm gonna buy one of those Kibler kits and make a gun.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've been I've been looking at those mountain rifles with the full stocks on them, and they look like a lot of fun. And the Kiblers uh, are yeah. pretty like much or flintlock? flint flintlock. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I think there those things are pretty much like ninety percent of the way, which is my speed. Because <laughs> I'm not a woodworker, um, it's like buying buying arrows from Carson. They're they're almost done. You just got to kind of sand them and you're good. Um, yeah, paint them and sand them. I can do that part. So yeah, I, I might want to do one of those. So we'll see what happens there. But yeah, that would be, be fun, cool. man. That would be a good trip.
2: Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty nice. All the deer that late in the years grouped up and normally an alfalfa fulfilled, i just went around knocked on doors and got permission on a few places it, it was it was a good time
0: what month is that is that december or november
2: december i think it's like the early or, it's about the second week december yeah
0: okay okay let me see if i can pull off there that'd be fun i really want to do that yeah yeah, when you told me about that, I, I was talking to Schaefer, about it. I was like, "That would be cool. That's a hunt I want to do." He was do. very
3: excited about it.
0: Yeah, that that's <laughs> a hunt. That's a hunt I would like to do out of state hunt because I've never hunted out of state either, so that would be cool.
2: It's very doable too. I think it's ninety bucks for the tag. You got to apply for it.
0: though. Okay.
2: And keep you up to when Window apply for it in what area and whatnot.
0: Yeah, l- let me know when that's got to be done.
2: I will.
1: Awesome.
0: All right. Cool. Awesome. awesome. All right, fellas. Anything
1: else? That's it for me. Guys okay.
0: that's about it. This is it's it, always, always, always a hoot to talk to the two of you guys. Absolutely. So thank this you. A good
2: time.
0: Thank you so much for hanging out with us for a couple hours. We appreciate a it, ton. It was a nice diverse conversation. We covered a lot of topics.
3: <laughs> we we made it down the hill and strippers, back up the hill and strippers, down the strippers organs.
0: Hill. Um what else? Hunting. We did cover yeah. hunting.
3: I think there's more archery and bow hunting conversation in there than we remember. It's just not the highlight.
0: The latest trends in in traditional archery. Yeah, we got it all. We're good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. A yep. young man could, could learn a lot listening to this type of thing.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Very formative.
0: We're out to uh, teach people.
1: Yeah. Some, yeah. Something,
0: something. Not sure what, but something. It's definitely not Be a dangerous episode to have Google on your side. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know.
0: <laughs> well, I hope you all. I hope somebody learned something from this episode. It's probably not archery related, but I hope you learned something. <laughs>
2: what not to do, at least. I think.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think by now people know they're like. Well, if we want to learn methods and tactics, we should probably listen to Stick Boys. If we want to listen to a dumpster fire, we'll listen to Broken Arrow Podcast.
3: Multi-purpose name.
0: Yeah. Train wreck. It's great. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Appreciate it, man.